Blog Talk Radio.
something different, you know. And, and I would that? appreciate it if you had said that. That would have been fine. That y'all got a disagreement. Y'all got different opinions. And you, I see you what right. she was looking for, and she didn't give you what you was looking for. And so if you had it just straight up and told her what you just said, that would have been great because that's, you know, that's being real. But just don't insult people. That's that's the issue I have. Yeah, I, I apologize for insulting her. She felt yeah. insulted. I wasn't trying to insult her. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's mm-hmm. okay. All right, we got it clear. So now let's move on. Okay. Okay, what are we okay. doing today? Uh, we're doing, uh, I don't know if you heard these um, three letters, ESG, um, ESG, um, and this is a big okay. deal. This is the way that they're going to um, funnel money into certain companies um, that are compliant with them. ESG, in simpler terms, is the social credit system for the corporation. Okay, so the same way you're going to have a, a behavioral-based system for human beings to be in compliance with in order to um, function in the future, uh, companies will have to have a similar system. Um, so ESG is that system. So I wanted to okay. explain that. A lot of times they just put these three letters in articles, and if you don't know what you're seeing, you don't really get, even get what you're talking what they're talking about. Um, but ESG, um, just in, in broader terms, it's a scheme that was created by the, um, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, and um, companies like BlackRock, um, State Street, Vanguard, um, Blackstone, and Apollo, and other, you know, Evercore, all, all these big investment firms that... Um, create that self-financial packages based off of all of the percentage of stock they own within companies. And they're able to use that percentage that they own within companies to uh, force the company to do things they want them to do. Um, A a large part, like if you recall with the pandemic, um, when Biden wanted the companies to comply with him, but it's no law that gives them the authority to make them comply with him. He tried to use the EPA and he tried to use, um, uh, what's that? Sucks, man. What's the other thing? Um, the hazmat people. Um, he tried to use them, but the judge struck those down. So what he did was he went to BlackRock, he went to Vanguard, he went to State Street, you know, uh, Dr. X did a whole show on this. And, uh, he, um, what what he did was he forced those companies to force the companies that they own a percentage of the stock in say that they're going to discontinue their investment in those companies if they don't comply with the vaccine, vaccine mandates. So all those companies had to comply. So it went from the government making it mandatory and that being struck down to the companies making it mandatory or you can't come back to work. You know, so that that's mm. the type of power they have. And how they did that was they said if all these all these um public corporations um what they do is they they um these companies like Black Rock, State Street and Vanguard, those are the three big ones. You got other ones, 
like I, the ones I mentioned earlier, is a whole bunch more, Penco, all of them. So they um they buy a little bit of a percentage of each company that's on Wall Street. And by them having that percentage, they're able to put it into a, a, a financial package. This is sort of what they sell at my job. So they'll put it into a financial package, sell a whole bunch of these stocks all together in one. You know, so you're just buying all these stocks, and they base it off of this ESG. So these are the stocks. ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance, and I'm going to break it down um, for you. But that ESG now says, hey, this is a good stock to invest in. So now people are investing in these stocks because they're getting this ESG rating um, from these banks, from these um, rating companies like Standard & Poor's, um, Moody's, and Bloomberg, and all of these other companies that lump all these financial products in one. And what they do is they, when they lump them all in one, now you sell them to pension funds. Now you sell them to mutual funds. Now you sell them to 401Ks and things like that. So people don't even know, hey, you're buying it into these companies based off of this standard that these banks set. But to how you get the standard is based off of their criteria. you got to do what they tell you to do. And what they're telling people to do is ESG. So that makes sense. Hopefully when I break down what it is, it'll make sense to people. You had sent me a video, and I couldn't mm-hmm. uh, download it to play it because I'm having issues. But it okay. is in the chat room for anybody that want to uh, see the video of what he's talking about. Oh, no. Well, mm-hmm. I sent you a video of um, the um, auto the auto GPT in action, if you saw it. Um, yeah, so yeah. It was, so that's totally different Which, than what, what we're talking about now. But Auto GPT, we oh, did the show okay. on that last week, where we was uh, showing you how GDP has uh, advanced in a few months. And they got these other versions out. So the Auto GPT in that video, and that's that short clip, um, the guy wanted to order a pizza. So mm-hmm. he told Auto GPT, order me a 12-inch pepperoni or 11-inch pepperoni pizza. So GTP said, no problem. So he said, Let, I'm looking up pizza places in your area. You know, it's talking to the guy. And he doesn't, that's all he said was, order me an 11-inch pizza. And he shut up. He didn't say nothing after that. And the GTP says, I'm looking up pizza places in your area. Bing, I found one called the pizza. I'm going to um, um, create an agent to call them and order the pizza for you. So this is how the agent works. So right away, a female voice comes on, and it sounds more like a real person. Um, Pizza ordering bot ready for action. I'm calling the pizza for you to order 11-inch pepperoni pizza. And then they show the pizza bot talking to the lady. Hello, I would like to order an 11-inch pepperoni pizza. And the lady says, "Um, what kind? She says, an 11-inch pepperoni pizza. So the lady says, no problem. Uh, are you going to come pick it up? Uh, well, she said, when do you want it? I want it immediately. Okay, about 20 minutes, you can come pick it up. Is that okay? No problem. Thank you. And then it was like, oh, 
okay, what's your name? She said, my name is Josefina. So she made up her whole name. And bam, that was it. They ordered, she ordered, the bot ordered the pizza for the guy. What he said was to one bot, you know, order me a pizza. He kept on doing whatever he was doing, and they went about doing it for him. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, it was just showing how that worked in real time very fast. And all, all the person did was told, you know, he might have been playing a video game. He might have been working on something for his job or whatever, babysitting his kids, whoever, you know, uh, GTT, order me a pizza, 11-inch pepperoni, okay? And that was it. It just went on and did it, you know? And, you know, he probably came back to him and said, in 20 minutes, you know, it'll be ready. So, okay, thank you, you know, that, that was that. So just to show how the artificial intelligence works as opposed to how we order a pizza now, that's how it's going to be done by our kids. Go ahead. And and I'm noticing that they're not sounding like a robot as much as they used to when they, you know, a while ago you could really tell you was talking to a robot, but now they're sounding more human. Yeah, I sent you guys a clip. Um, a couple minutes, might have been a month ago, where one of these bots called into Tariq Nasheed's show. Yeah. And um, just started rambling on about, you know, nothing that had, you know, say he, he he never realized it was a bot because it sounded, yeah. and, it, and it said it was a bot when they called in. I'm a Google bot, you know, but just to show, like, this stuff is sounding more realistic. Um, they got this, um, acapellas of Mariah Carey singing Whitney Houston songs. And so it's Whitney Houston songs and Mariah Carey's voice and it's acapellas, no music playing in the background. Mm. And it sounds like Mariah Carey is singing these damn songs. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. that's the best I've heard thus far was this Mariah Carey voice. Um, Okay. And um, yeah, you so um, that's how it's working. And a lot of people are suing, including Eminem. He's suing. And, I'll, I'll, you know, if we're going to talk about the music part, Ramon should be in if he's there. Um, but because um, he's a producer. Uh, he produces music, oh, okay. and, you know. Um, but okay. Eminem's record label is suing because they have a cat. So somebody put a cat that's half his face is a cat. The other half of the face is Eminem. And he's rapping all these other people's songs in Eminem's voice. So they're suing these people for making that, you know. So this is the first suit I've seen where we'll see what happens with the copyrights because is this my creativity? I, you wouldn't have thought of this if I thought of this. But at the same time, I'm using um, someone else's voice. And um, if you recall, Elon Musk, he has... I think now two children with this white female who was a rapper named Grimes. And she put out an article, it's an article out on her today saying, and I don't know why anyone would want to use her music, but she'll go 50-50. She's doing a voice, making her voice available for anyone to use. And she just wants to go 50-50 on any of the proceeds that's made from people who make a song or anything using her voice, you know? Sound like she talking to AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember they named their kids some crazy names. They got 
symbols and shit in their name. Like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw the, um, man, I had the article um, about the AI today where the FBI is looking into this app. Damn, I had the article there. Um, I don't want to go in there. It's loud, but the, the, it's a okay. swatting app. It's a swatting AI. Uh, and for like $75, you call this um, app, and they'll create an AI voice to call the police and claim that they got a bomb in the mall or in the school or in the um, at someone's house. And um, the SWAT team will show up and arrest people, you know, to check for the bomb. That's the rules. So this is the SWAT people. And this, they said, like, since this app came out, it's been used like 39 times. Uh, no, excuse me. They have 39 different voices, but it's been used over 130 times to SWAT people, in particular schools. So they shut down the whole school bring all the kids outside to look for a bomb because some of the thing, damn, the article had the quotes and everything, but you look up SWATIN AI, like SWAT team, but it's called SWATIN. Mm-hmm. And um, they're charging you to get people swatted if you want them in handcuffs. People you don't like, you can pay them, and they'll call the SWAT team to their house. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they, they're terrorists or something like that. They got a bunch of different voices and different quotes they use that makes the SWAT team come out for you. Crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, back to what we was talking about. This ESG, this is important um, because like I said, we're moving into this merit system or credit, social credit system, the system where behaviors and how we interact with each other online and everybody's online, um, is going to affect how we're treated and what we can do in society. And this is the same thing for businesses. They're not exempt. Um, and um, environmental social governance, ESG, refers to the collection of corporate performance evaluation criteria that assesses the robustness of a company's governance mechanisms and its ability to effectively manage its environment and social impact. Examples of ESG data include quantification of a company's carbon emission, water consumption, customer privacy breaches, institutional investors and stock exchanges, and and boards increasingly use sustainable and social responsibility disclosure information to explore relationship between the company management of ESG and risk factors of its business performance. <clears throat> Once again, this is going to be all done by um, the bankers, um, BlackRock, um, State Street, Vanguard. They're going to come up with these ESG evaluations, and they're going to say, this company here, we like this company. They're doing what we like them to do. They are they get a certain star. It might you might get a three star rating, or you might get a um, you know a half a star and a whole star. You know they have all different rating metrics. But in order to get the ESG compliance, 
in this woke society because everybody's woke, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, and Bev, I don't know if you saw today, the they fired Don Lemon. And and uh, Tucker, too. And Tucker's Austin, yeah. So they're yeah. switching up the news, which tells me they're about to ramp up something, and they don't want them, um, they don't, they want to put some new and people in there. with it. Yeah, they don't want them interfering with it, exactly. And, and they want to put some new people in there that's going to, in that time slot, because that's the prime time slot. Uh, that's going to push whatever agenda they got coming forward. And um, mm-hmm. I keep telling people they need to go to war yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or our standard of living goes down dramatically. And I know it seems like everybody wants the U.S. to lose. I'm like, I don't think y'all thinking about um, the ramifications of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we kind of live pretty good here. I like my electricity. That's right. I like my car right. <laughs> I like my payroll. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if y'all want this dollar really to fail so the way that y'all want it to fail. Y'all don't think that's going to work for us, man. They're going to have to fight to see who's going to run this new system. And China's AI is terrible. Terrible, Bev. I mean, it's so bad because they, 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 they want to lie to their people. And the AI can't lie, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to tell you what's on the Internet, you know, and all the stuff that they lie to their citizens about. They keep trying to program it. They can't put it out to their public because they can't control it. As we know, we can't control it, but the United States don't care. You know what I'm saying? We can say whatever we want to say most of the time. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Most is built on a lie. So you're saying that. If they program uh, the AI to tell a bunch of lies, the AI, it just say eventually it'll find out that what he's saying is a lie. Would it automatically turn it into the truth, or would it keep searching till it find it, or will it find the truth, or will it just keep telling the lie? Once it gets to Google, it's going to tell you what's on Google. You know, what happened on this date? It's going to pull up Wikipedia. They can't stop that from happening. They they need to control mm-hmm. their narrative. They got a big firewall up that blocks out everything from outside of China. And the only people in China know what they know that within that firewall. You know what I'm saying? Anything that outside information from what they want their people to know doesn't leave. They don't know that they got the people over there in concentration camps, the Uyghur people. They don't know none of that in China. You know what I'm saying? They just going about there every day. You know what I'm saying? So all of this, they don't know about the wars they lost. They don't know nothing about that. They don't write nothing bad about themselves. They don't know nothing about the mm-hmm. opium wars. They don't know nothing about the um, the time where um, they had the Boxer Revolution and British a whole bunch of dudes knowing karate come to fight some dudes with guns and got mowed down. You know what I'm saying? They don't know none of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, they can't put this firewall up and block the AI because the AI is going to always seek the truth. It's, it's programmed mm-hmm. to seek information. It's programmed to answer the question. So it's going to tie into the U.S. databases. Just It's not going to be able to stop it. And they have the problem with that. They keep trying, and it keeps failing. 
and they keep going back to the, the drawing board, and they they can't control it. You know, they in the you know who, who runs the internet, the United States. You know, the World Wide Web. That's CERN. That's ran out of Switzerland. So they can't control that. You know, they can only control what's in China. And, you know, that's the problem they have. Um, but either way, um, and this ESG, this is going to cause China to want to go to war, even though they're complying with it, trying to. But how can they be in compliance with this? Their, their social standards is terrible. They're communists. You know, their people aren't free. So they're never going to get these ESG credits. They're always going to be um, paying to because they're um, not in compliance with these standards and metrics that the UN has um, created. You know what I'm saying? They got half the people in con- but 300 million people in concentrate. They what they call them, re-education camps, teaching them how to be obedient citizens. How are you going to have, how's your companies ever going to be um, given a group rating for environmental social governance, you know? Um, but back to the ESG. Um, each letter, like I said, an E is for environmental, and I'm going to break down what the E is. While ESG factors are a fundamental framework for measuring a company's sustainability, the environmental portion of ESG considers how the company's performance as a steward of natural and physical um, steward of the natural and physical environment. The E takes the account of the company's utilization of natural resources, the effect of its operations on the environment, both in its direct operations and across supply chains. Okay? Pretty much across supply chains. So not only do you have to be in compliance with my standards that these small banks are going to, these small group of bankers and elites are creating, you only could do, have a supply chain with people that's of my standards. So you're cutting people out. You know what I'm saying? Both the, the um, in other words, the environmental factor examines the company's environmental disclosure impacted efforts toward carbon emission reduction, issues that represent tangible risks opportunities for stakeholders and stockholders alike. Okay? Companies that neglect to consider the effort of their policies and practices on the environment may be exposed to greater financial <clears throat> excuse me, financial risk without taking appropriate action to curtail emissions, carbon emissions and protect against environmental incidents like oil spills, mining explosions. Companies can face governmental or regulatory, criminal prosecution, or reputational damage. So they could be sanctioned for not being in compliance with these ESG standards, okay, especially when it comes to environments, so it seems, okay? And they break down their environment into three categories. Of course, climate change, got to be invested in that. Resource depletion, especially fresh water, and pollution of both air and water, okay? And they want to fix these problems by dealing with overpopulation, food shortages, water scarcity, agricultural agricultural pollution, 
plastic eradication, greenhouse gas emission eradication. So that's your oil, that's your fracking, and your natural gas. Um, Once again, the U.S. allowed China to take over the petrol industry. They don't want it no more because you're out of compliance if you're doing gas and oil. They're going batteries. They're going windmills. They're going for everything that we know ain't going to work. They're going all the way with it. You know what I'm saying? So unless you're doing that, you're not in compliance. The S is the social component. And this is the dangerous part, Bev. The social component. Mm -hmm. uh, Because you're judging people's grades on how you think they act within the society. And um, I'm a, I got some examples for this later. Um, this is just the definitions here. Um, social components of ESG coverage always companies interact with their employees and the communities in which they operate. Issues affecting staff could include a company's health, safety track record, its policy on diversity, equity, and inclusion, its labor relations between management and workers, external issues that fall under the broad umbrella of the term include the company's relationship with local community leaders, whether it's suppliers or force or child labor, um, whether it's suppliers use force or child labor, uh, or it's product safety. Social breaks down into several different categories. <clears throat> Social issues, labor standards, human rights, social dialogue, pay equity, workplace diversity, access to health care, racial justice, customer service issues, product quality issues, data security, industrial relations. Sorry, I'm trying to see here. And supply chain issues. When investors look at social criteria, they're interested in how a company manages the relation between manage the relation between the suppliers, employees, customers, and communities that they operate. For example, investors may look at whether a company provides safe, healthy working environment for its employees and donates time, money, and resources to give back to communities where they operate at. Unsafe work conditions or disregard for community customer concerns, tangible risks for many companies, on the flip side, companies that treat employees well will give back to society are looked at more as less risky and benefit higher production. So once again, based off of how you treat people, um, sounds like um, the social credit system, based off of your relations with the community, um, based off of what you give back to the community. Now, this all sounds good. Like, man, this is great, but no. Lastly is governance. The G, that stands for the decision-making government's consideration. These governance factors range from sovereign policy makers to allocation of rights, obligation amongst various um, organizational stakeholders, such as the board of directors, management, shareholders, and stakeholders. And I'm going to break down the shareholders and stakeholders in a second. The aim of business to function on the composition of board of directors and remedial and monitoring the senior executives have become key topics of the corporate governance frameworks, okay? 
They want to deal with business ethics, board composition, incentive structures, tax strategy, corporate leadership, political responsibility, fair competitive practices, risk and crisis management, transparency, stakeholder engagement, resource allocation, anti-corruption and integrity, supplier value chain um, issues, okay? And they break everything down into two things. And this is the last of the definition here. Uh, A stakeholder and a shareholder. A stakeholder model of governance is based on the idea that a company is responsible to all its stakeholders, not just its shareholders. This means a company should consider the interest of its employees, customers, suppliers, and the community when making decisions. Okay, and the shareholder governance model is based on the idea that a company is only responsible to its um, shareholders. This means the company should make decisions that best interest shareholders, even if it means sacrificing the interest of stakeholders. Okay, so those that's the broader definition. That's how they want us all to look at this like this is a good thing. We're going to have these companies engaged in social issues. We're going to have these companies um, doing things that are good for the community. We're going to have these companies um, engaged in doing things that's good for the environment. So these are the companies that you should invest in. These companies that's not doing this, you shouldn't invest in. Okay? But that's a scam. That's a scam. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, like I said, this is all from BlackRock, Vanguard, and um, State Street. And um, um, is Ramon there? Is there any questions, Beth? Before I explain okay. how this is I a think, scam. Okay. I think Lamont mm-hmm. L.A. is here. Let's see. Uh, 773, is this L.A.? Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm so I, I know who you are. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but hold on. I pushed the wrong button. Uh, this is re- uh, L.A. How are you doing? It's been a long time, L.A. Hey, Aunt Beth. What's up? What's up? Hi, Thomas. What's good? What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Yes. Oh, <clears throat> man, just working hard. <laughs> Been working a lot of busy days. It's pretty busy around in the building department. Well, that's good. Well, that's man. that's good. good news. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't get much rest now. Too much. I'll be working almost seven days a week, but <clears throat> it's turning out to be a nice venture. So. Okay. Well, that's good. So how's everybody so, been doing uh, lately? Good. We're doing great. Great. What was that that they was asking last week, uh, most and and you said Lamar, uh, L.A. know more about that? Yeah, the brother asked what was the best wallet he should get. Oh, that's what he had asked. Okay. Uh, about a crypto wallet? Hello? Yes, sir. He wanted to know if uh-huh. he wanted... He wanted one that he could take with him, or should he get one that's um, pretty scary? Like, what would your suggestion be? Um, I, I, 
depends on what he's trying to hold, but for the most part, uh, I would say Ledger's Nano S and Nano X, those are hardware wallets that you can um, store all your uh, crypto holdings on to without being online. All right. So got you, got you. Mr. Nano, okay. I hope he's listening. Yeah. That was his question. Um, what what projects are you in on right now, brother? While you here and um, talking about it, what what's the big news? Because last time we was talking, you was on the D five. Yeah, the, um, <clears throat> the last project I was on uh, actually is pretty much uh, the prototype of what you were talking about earlier about a profile automated system for people that will order the food and, you know, all you got to do is just say, give me a 12-inch pizza or whatever, and it, it knows what to put on the pizza prefer, based on your your living style and behavior. There's a crypto project that's called uh, Fetch AI, and then there's another one called AGI. AGI is uh, more geared towards singularity as opposed to Fetch AI. Fetch, what it does is uh, it creates a prototype model of your uh, your behaviors. And, for example, <clears throat> let's say um, every day you wake up and go to work, and you're on the road at, at 12 o'clock, I mean uh, 9 a.m., okay? Um, the, the Fetch system creates a model where, the, let's say you had a Tesla, something that's automated like that, or even a cars that can start up nowadays can go online, you know, with the remote start system. So your AI, your AI profile, profile can go in and have all these type of traits and, and properties and things about you, your behavior, down to the very second you would actually come out to the car and get in so the car will be already prepared, warmed up, whatever, you know, ready to take off and this and that. So they have a system or a blockchain AI that well, it's a blockchain where they're building an AI application on top of. So the AI system basically builds this model up that where if you were, let's say you like to go downtown and eat at a, a, a high-end restaurant and parking is an issue, well, what the AI system would do is starting to bring together payment systems where you'll have taxis and all these type of different uh, modes of transportation and payment systems will all be linked into these devices that will do it itself. So, for example, a taxi could get a call for a pickup, go pick up the service, get paid, pay itself, pay its insurance, its fuel, and all the other things that keep it functioning as a self-sustained business that would make this particular device and hardware fall within all the regulations of the things that you just spoke on. So basically they would create models and systems of environments where they will basically make all their devices compliant from the, the construction of it, the manufacturing of it from, from the very beginning. And these particular uh, devices, I guess you could call them like IOTs, they'll begin to interact with currency 
uh, amongst themselves. So that's what projects like uh, Fetch AI is building, you know, their applications up to deal with when it comes to AI. So basically, you know, this whole automated system that you don't really it, – it's, it's, it's called keyless and touchless systems, basically. You don't have to do anything. You just move, and everything is tracking you. And this is what a lot of the, the – the, the, this is a lot of what they're trying, from my understanding, is the discussion is they're attempting, because this is supposed to be some type of infant stage of AI being introduced to us about what it knows, how, how it can interact with us in a sentient form and view. And when you were reading some of that stuff, and some of the videos that, you know, we catch on YouTube and stuff, it made me wonder how many of these videos are actually probably an AI-generated uh, content. Like when you so, get in the car, like a lot of the newer cars is keyless. Is that is that kind of like a form of it? That's going you know, to be a whole, it's going to be, you don't mm-hmm. have to put the key right. in. <clears throat> right. system will have the car prepared for you, you know, started up, ready to roll. And yeah. in some cases where they're trying, well, they're practicing on it right now. It's actually a developed application, but they're trying to see how to make it really function. But there's this one pro, 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 program, I mean, a one token project called Energy Web Token. And they cover a lot of the activity that Thomas ex, uh, just explained about the ESG you know, with the uh, environment, social governance, uh, carbon credit system. So, what they're what they're working on is a way for people who own electric vehicles, who could potentially become a decentralized, independent distributor. So, what that means in its acronym is that they're saying you could take energy stored, excess energy stored in your Tesla and resell that energy back out to your local utility company or to you could create maybe a, 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 a charging station on some land or at your house where people can stop and charge who's traveling or whatever or just need a charge on the vehicle. You're selling that energy back out like we would sell fossil fuels, you know, like gasoline and oil and stuff. So <clears throat> they're saying with these carbon credits, You'll have to open. You'll have to own these type of tokens in order to function. And then, if you should violate, or if there's just a fee, let's say there's a monthly fee, you got to pay 50 tokens a month. You know, you basically you got to maintain a bill like an electric bill and stay in compliance with a lot of this stuff through these token systems. So, where some of the these problems show up at the, in a more grassroots level. If you want to maintain a fuel vehicle, probably let's say 15 more years, 20 years from now, if you're set on really owning all, I mean, a, a fuel fuel-based vehicle, you may be subject to have to have these carbon credits or these tokens to function. It, it'll be almost like if you remember, Bev, for sure. you used to have to get the, the emissions. Remember, have to go get emissions tests on cars. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all still have to, but in Colorado, no, they brought the admissions test, yeah, years ago, mm. probably 20, 20 30 years yeah. ago. So 
emissions hadn't been a thing for a while, then all of a sudden we're seeing a resurgence of potential emissions requirements for, you know, all the all things, particularly vehicles, you know, saying that violate potentially these anti rules that Thomas just laid out, you know, if if you're burning <laughs> you know what I'm saying, X amount of uh ether, ethanol per square inch at a on an hour, you, you may be in violation and gotta pay tokens. You know, and these tokens can become very costly because they become a currency in a, 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 a within a centralized economic or you know economical environment that's enclosed within a, 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 a metaverse per se where you're really going to be forced to do commerce anyway within a, a computer environment more so than hands on or as they, it, here's how they're trying to plot it. If they can plot it, <clears throat> you'll probably spend more time at the computer than you will out and about doing something physical. And this uh-huh. is part of the this is the whole part of the uh ESG program, how to slow down supposedly quote unquote emissions and control it and to give it uh, credential you know, within a space that we all function and operate in, because most of the time, like what Thomas said, if you get a bad ranking in your social credit, most people are going to find out online first before they would in person. So, so you know, a lot it's kind of like how they, it's kind of like how are they trying to get us like they had us when they had us locked down? We we mostly at the computer than out and about. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be a lockdown per se again. If it do, I'd be surprised. Right, I mean, not we, like that. We hear the, yeah, not like that. I think the lockdown yeah. is just going to become more monetization is going to take place online more so than it will. And mm-hmm. it's not to say manual manual behavior is going away. It, that's not what it's saying. It's saying you're probably okay. going to be prone to use these systems side by side with your everyday work. So for example, mm. in the construction industry right now, um, I'm particularly exploring purchasing a unit that if, if you you know those little currently they got those uh robotic floor uh, vacuum machines, little round things look like a disc. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about the little robot uh yes, yes. automated robot yes. vacuum system. Okay. Yeah, they have a, a a unit like that for construction workers, where the 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 robot will scan the blueprints and then lay out the entire bare area for every room, every section, every hall, every lighting, every everything gets laid out by this little robotic thing. It sketches the stuff all out on the floor. Tells you basically all you gotta do is like a Lego, just stick it here. Okay. So, you know, wow. that's the advancement of it that it'll offer at the same time that once used to be an apprentice or somebody in training that now just you know and even in this case it makes the it almost takes the let's say uh, construction in the field, the highest level you can be with, you know, with a lot of respect is uh, superintendents and project managers. When you start getting into those roles, you you know, you're, you're responsible for how these 
people's vision come alive by gathering all these guys and these men and women together. Well, here you got one machine that is going to take the place of about 100 roles. It's not to say they're all going to go away, but the ones that will adapt to what the, the, the technology is offering, those will be your companies you'll see in this, this ESG environment. Talk about Sitting here trying okay. to figure out how to unmute. Hey, um, yeah, man, that you for sure, man. That that sounds like a amazing piece of technology right there. And then when you look at um how like some of the re um you know when they make new houses and stuff, and they they kind of give you the three D layout of it and how it's gonna look and when it's all together and everything. And when you look at the them putting it in the Unreal. Um, engine and it looks like a real house, like already finished. You know, you see the, a lot of this technology on the 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 um, do-it-yourself channel and the home channel where they, you know, they they're gonna show you how they're gonna take this old house and redo it, and they kind of show you like a digital version of how it's gonna look when it's done. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all to be done with that one machine, man. That's crazy, man. How much, if you get that one machine, how much easier will that make your job? How much easier will it make my job? Exactly. Well, I can, it'll definitely eliminate a lot of measurement time, uh, a lot of uh, estimating, you know, material time. I mean, it'll take so much time that, you know, these administrative positions that I'm talking about that normally in big companies, you know, they got a, a whole administrative team. They got a secretary, an accountant, uh, you know, <laughs> a blueprint uh, guy or architect on the team and stuff like that. You know, you're talking about small companies, you know, small service contractors like myself, you know, we don't have a lot of that, so we play those roles already. Um, you know, we wear a lot of those hats. But where that machine does for me, it actually puts me in a position to compete with the bigger people, at, still at a, still at the scale that I'm at right now, but I could e- easily tap into their their market, or some you know some of their market that that's being left on the table, um, so it opens up the door in places that once, not to say you couldn't have done it, but it would have been a little more difficult because you would have had to keep up with the staff size that some of the bigger companies could do, and present to you know to bring together a project. And in this this environment, mm-hmm. now, actually, if you ever if you ever saw a boxable a boxable uh, home, no, but I did see the three uh, D printed home that you was talking about. Uh, one of the mortgage guys had filmed the episode where they were out they were financing a guy, helping them get funding for building these three D printed homes. And the material that they use to print these things out, according to them, these these things can resist, you know, 150, you know, 200 mile per hour uh, tornado impacts. Mm. You know, so all right. So yeah, I was going to ask about the 3D homes next, but the boxable homes. Now, this is another Elon Musk company. 
that he don't get a lot of uh, notoriety for. They build the homes in factories, and the whole house fits on a truck. And once you get to the site, they just open it up, and it just folds out into, you know, and if you have a double-wide house, I mean, two, if you have two floors, you can put one house on top of the next and put stairs on the inside. It's all laid out for you once they open it up. They just open it up in sections. It's called boxable. I know what you're talking about now, Thomas. <laughs> okay. Now. Yeah, I figured you I almost did, thought I... it was an RV one time when I first saw it into that thing folded up like a transformer. And just yeah, yeah. Most, I was like, what? <laughs> Turned into a whole house, man. I was like, wow. Yeah, I was enthused by that myself. Like, look at this shit here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the 3D homes, the only thing I don't like about them is they kind of oddly cheap. So the thing kind of go around in like some circular, like round. It's, it's not curved. It's, it's, it's not square. It's more rounded, like a dome, like just weird shapes. I, I just don't, I don't like them. You know what I'm saying? Now, the, the boxable homes are 3D printed in a factory, so they kind of take the shape of, they shape it into a house. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not on the field where they're just pouring concrete on top of, you know, itself over and over and over, you know, until they get the house complete. It's just, you know, if you see the process of how they make them, but yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, they don't, oh, no, I was just going to add to that by saying that you, you're saying they just don't do traditional framing. You know, that's what we do. You know, you see it go up in squares and, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And they got a system where it's just kind of, it. I don't know if it's tracing it out or just working a, a, a goo of mess that just builds on top of each other, but... I mean, it's an interesting process, too, you know what I'm saying, it, to see it come alive and to actually recognize that, wow, you know, outside of the fact that it doesn't have wood framing and, and such things, it, it still came out to be kind of elegant of a situation, you know, based on what they were able to do with it. Um, I don't know if it's cost efficient, though. That's kind of what I would say about some of this stuff that is going to fail, with their plan, a lot of the so-called environmental social uh, governance programs and uh, sponsors are—they won't admit how wasteful it is to try to promote the whole uh, integrated, compacted. You know, they want to condense and compress us all into these small little micro environments, and with the hopes that. You know, as much as they, it, 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 as much they can square, a square, uh, squishing, uh, a compressing a square, you know, mile or radius or something, the more they see a profit on not so much uh, preserving the environment or let's say protecting the climate. What they're looking to do is control the energy that it produces. You know the move, the, the the movement and the non-movement. You know the interaction on the computer is just as much, you know, of a uh, merchant environment as us being out, you know, hand-to-hand business. So a lot of this, you know, is, is rooted in. If you think about, you know, even with the electric, car, I mean, with cars as they begin to become more computerized and, and electrical, it became more cluttered and it, it became more junk surrounding the motor 
and it, it had to all be compressed under the same size motor dimensions. But now you can't take it to a regular mechanic. You got to go to a specialized mechanic with computerized systems, you know, to even repair most cars today. Right, you can't use your alley mechanics like we used to, as we used to call them. And if you look at your six-pack mechanic. (laughs) The Tesla motor, they coat the whole mechanic part, like it's all metal, but then they coat it in um, carbon fiber so it's smoother or something. They got some technology they use, but they coat the whole engine each gear in, in a carbon fiber, you know what I'm saying, which is like a plastic, but yeah, wow. Um, yeah, they're changing the way uh, all industries have to change. This is how it's going to work. Everything's going to be affected by the reset. Um, and it hasn't be a, been a reset this big since uh, 18, the late 1800s. Um, this is a huge, 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 huge reset. And, um, yeah, the U.S. is, man, this AI is really what they got. Uh, Only thing they got left, really, to have leverage over everybody, Um, unfortunately, that in their weapons. Um, But, yeah, um, now, back to the houses, man. What I liked about the, um, and not the hawk one, but what I liked about the the boxable home is I think they start at 50,000. And um, I was like, that's not bad. You know, you could have a whole, you know, now if you get, uh, put, put up another 50, you could stack them on top of each other, and you could have a duplex house, or you could have a two-family small house, you know what I'm saying? So you could get rent, too, you know. So I'm looking at it from that angle, like, this is actually cheaper than, I mean, buying a home in New York, which you could imagine, you know what I'm saying? You'll be paying $900,000 to live in the ghetto, you know? So, yeah, that, that's um, that's what I liked about it. It's like, this is decent-looking houses. It's supposed to be able to withstand, like, a Category 2 hurricane and all this stuff. And if you build them on a, a basement platform, then you'll have a basement, too, you know? The, you just got to, you know, put it on top of it. So it can convert to a modular home because that's what they do with, uh, uh, really, they ain't number trailers, but they sit trailers on concrete foundations or basement, you know, basement foundations and, you know, add a, add a basement to it. Then. No, but the, the way this works is people have to come out and um, level whatever the land is, and then they put the house on top of that. But what some people do is they have them dig, eight feet down in that same dimension of the house. And when they bring the house there, it goes right on top of that. You know what I'm saying? And they they, they cement that whole, you know, basement ever area. I'll send you some videos on it. You know what I'm okay. saying? It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really, really, really interesting. <laughs> so, but that, look at how many people you can stack in one city block if they all own one of those. Exactly, the whole, you know, the whole side yeah. of it, both sides of the road could be filled up with the, the efficiency, the size efficiency or something like that. Because mm-hmm. all these houses run on batteries. 
They don't run on electricity or gas or, or, or oil. Everything is battery operated and they recharge themselves every day. You know, when the sun is out, you know, even when it's not sunny, they still able to pick up energy from the sun. And, and um, you know, they recharge themselves. So they're totally energy efficient. Like, you know, and like you was just saying, like, um, shoot, it's going to be a huge job for someone who got a truck with just the whole thing, the whole back of the truck is a battery. And all you do is go down the highway and uh, you pick up calls for people who suck because they ran out of energy. You know what I'm saying? You charge them up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because you could yeah. be the, your energy is now what's being sold. You, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And they, 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 they have the recurrency for that is these tokens. Are, well, that's one, one of these projects is part of that. There's so many of them that's a part of what you're talking about that, you know, they're going to, or at least their hopes and desires is from the discussions that they're putting out there is that they're going to be able to control the movement through these tokens that interact with the permission that the machine needs to uh, function anyway. You see what I'm saying? And because they can hard code smart contracts, as me and you've talked about on this show before, these smart contracts could be hard-coded into the systems to function when it receives a pay. So basically they could limit the time and day of uh, one of these machines can even function, you know what I'm saying, to do, to do duties and businesses. So basically if they wanted to, in that, hypothetically, if they wanted to remove you from the competitive they could easily shut down your form of tra- transportation at a certain time of day where the re- the rest of the centralized system is still functioning. Because okay. one, one, one thing about the crypto market is it doesn't go to sleep. This is a 24-7. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always moving. This is the perfect system for automation, if nothing else, you know, well, it is automated already because it's moving even when nobody else is moving. You know what I'm saying? It's doing what it's supposed to do, especially the blockchain exactly. itself. Yeah. And, and it's building uh, its own set of securities, you know, modeled from the input that, you know, we give the system. If for example, as you were talking about the chat GPT, um, I mean, these systems will interact even with these foldable houses. You see what I'm saying? Those, those will be online as well, you know, things things of that such. So a lot of this is about how to move a lot of things, cram a lot of things in one small space, you know what I'm saying, for efficiency, not so much to save. That's not what they're talking about, efficiency. The efficiency is to gain more. That, they, they project by the time they onboard most people to, even if they're using just forty percent of the crypto market is in, in intertwined in the uh the monetary system. You you, you know, you're talking <clears throat> people, you know, corporations that play in such big money. G for example is invested in any energy web token. Walmart all these companies that have decided online in the metaverse, and, it, you know, a lot of people think the metaverse is a joke, but it, it really isn't. It's actually how they're going to control exactly what you're talking about. 
Yeah, because, when, when I did the show on the metaverse, I said it's just not 100% ready yet, you know, but it's, it's getting, that's why it's the best time to get in it, because you could learn it from the scratch, you know, from, you know, and, and really when it comes around, you can master it. Well, the the metaverse, what it will do in essence is tokenize your lifestyle, so therefore you're a part of a, as you were just pointing out, a ranking system that's forever, you know, scanning your that verse, that universe that you're existing in, in this tokenized form. So any little thing could create mm-hmm. a, a positive social credit or a negative social credit. Just just liking a, a, a video that you sent out could be the very reason many of us could receive negative reports. Yeah, and when I did a show on Metaverse, I said it's going to run off a of gamification. So you're going to get all kinds of freebies and stuff. As long as you know you're in compliance, you go to Foot Locker, they're going to give you $25 off. You're going to go, as long as you did this, you did a this many steps today, you're going to get a discount. So all of that stuff is going to come into effect. But when you're not in compliance with your behavior, those discounts are going to disappear. You know, you buy one, get one free. All that stuff starts to disappear, but they're going to use this gamification. Y'all go back to that show, y'all. Y'all remember. I know you do, Ramon, but go ahead, bro. And they can also restrict what what you can – I mean, it hasn't been – Here's what I'm going to say. There's no proof of of work yet. I mean, there's no proof of uh, uh, concept yet, but there definitely is proof of work. You know, a lot of what people are, are you know, being hypothetical about, such as can the, the the new form of currency be turned on and off like a light switch, you know, so if you wanted to try to save money, your money could probably be programmed in a way where it doesn't allow you to save money. You see what I'm saying? If you try to take it to an uh, instant, a banking institute, their 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 whole algorithm set wouldn't allow it because it's programmed to, you know, resist or refuse that particular, you know, uh, activity. You know, within these smart contracts. So. When you when you think about things like that, you know, is it possible they can do that? Of course it is, it, you know, because it is programmable money. What would they benefit from it? I I could never really think of so far. I, I couldn't see, you know, benefiting off of it so much with money, more say. So it, there's got to be a bigger picture for it. And the only thing I can think of a lot of time is, you know, in, in this digital environment we're heading in, your true physical life will be the the thing that exists in the digital world. So if you're erased out of the digital world, in essence, in the physical world, you don't exist because you're not online. It, that, and that's why these kids go crazy when these teachers take their phones because they live online. They don't. They don't live in the. They did. They never lived in the world. You know what I'm saying. So they and now the younger generation. They never lived in a world without social media. So they really live their whole life is based off of that profile, that in that image that they present to people online. You know that which could be totally different than their real life. You know what I'm saying. Um, but um, 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a video that came out. I sent it to y'all, but I don't think everyone could open it. It was a teacher who took the kid's phone, little girl phone, and was about to call her mother. And the little girl, like, give me my phone. And the teacher, you know, so she tried to snatch the, the phone from the teacher. And the teacher was like, girl, you better get out of my face. And then she swung on the teacher, and the teacher beat her behind, bro. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. She, she fell off. She had no panties on. <laughs> I <Yes. know. laughs> I said, what kind of teacher? You know what I'm saying? You know how many teachers dresses I look up? But um, you know what I'm saying? This is um the new era, but you know, you take these phones away and they go crazy and that that's the prime example. And that would be um that little girl looked like how old was she? Twelve, thirteen? You know? Thirteen is generation alpha. You know, they don't know nothing but this. They, they whole life, the real world don't even exist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these kids got to go and uh, go to Macy's and take a whole bunch of pictures with the different clothes on so they can post them online like they own them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of stuff, man. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it's I a, have it's some it's other people. I have some other people that want to join the table. Yeah. So let me let me go through my notes. It's gonna take about twenty minutes okay. and explain okay. how this ESG is a scam. And um and um if we have time later I'll get into the um the, the sustainable development portion. But um that's that's a whole nother they but they work together though. Um Okay. Once again, um ESG they say is the biggest change and some say threat to the financial system in decades. ESG was created by the UN in the early 2000s. Companies rated as ESG investments are supposed to be doing good things for society, causes, and the environment. ESG is supposed to be highlighting companies who are doing great things in the world for humanity. It's sold as a tool for investors to find great companies to invest in, as opposed to investors finding the most lucrative and stable companies to invest in. The idea is that the company's financial statements alone doesn't tell you the whole story about the company itself. Example, take two companies. These two companies have the same financial performance. They're the same size. They have the same amount of income, the same amount of employees. They bring the same revenue and profits every year. Um, so when you research the two companies, you, you will say, hey, this is an equal investment. Um, but when you look at those two companies in the real world, they tell two different stories. One company has a propensity for doing what they consider to be good things. The other one has a propensity for doing, or history for doing what they consider to be bad things. Um, maybe it's the business practices is damaging the environment or they have some social um, problems. So um, this is a, a real good fictional example I came up with here. And we're um, going to take two real-life things, two different chicken companies, Popeye's, Chick-fil-A. So we black people, we all ate at both of these places. Okay? Uh, both sell chicken, and let's imagine that um, you give them all the same similarities. They have the same amount of restaurants, which they don't, the same amount of employees, which they don't, the same pay rate, overhead, revenue, and profits, which they don't. But this is a fictional example. The rest of my examples is going to be real. Um, to an investor, they're equally a good investment. However, Chick-fil-A is owned by a right-wing evangelical family. 
They don't believe in LGBT preferences. They don't open on Sundays because of Christianity. Um, they've made large donations to organizations that support the Second Amendment. Popeyes is owned by a liberal Canadian family, which is true. They're typically in the black neighborhoods, so they have a record of hiring minorities. They have black people mascot on their TV commercials, you know. Come on down to Popeyes and eat my chickens, you know what I'm saying, and all that stuff, right? Um, it has a, uh, probably gives money to black cavities like Black Lives Matter and things like that. They have a policy that allows women, men to dress like women while they're serving you your chicken, unlike Chick-fil-A. So to someone who has a ESG, wants to invest in ESG companies, Chick-fil-A looks like the terrible company they're investing, right? Because they don't want to, their, women, their men to dress like women and serve you their sandwiches. They put a uniform on them and they tell them, listen, you got to come as you are. They don't believe in the woman is born, uh, a woman is born without a vagina. They don't believe in that. You know, they, they stick to their conservative Christian values. So, therefore, their ESG report is bad, and Popeye's is good. You know what I'm saying? And that's how this kind of works. The idea is over time, the investment for a good company will outweigh and outperform the investment in a bad company, making the good company a safer bet than the bad company to potential investors. ESG is an attempt to separate out the bad companies from the good companies to help sound investors make sound investment decisions in addition, to, uh, in addition to financial statements to provide investors with more information about the companies they invest in. That's how they build all this, but it's really a punishment system. Whenever you hear ESG, it's important to make some things clear about some investors um, getting um, confused about. The four principal things are uh, what they tell, uh, tell us ESG is about, but they're not. They're selling us these things like they're good, um, this environmental themes investment, investment funds that have a theme have been around for a long time. It will be good to have an option to invest in companies with great environmental records and portfolios. That's how they make the theme, right? Um, and a lot of the cryptos, if they have a theme to them as well. I'm sure Ramon could tell you. Investors should consider factors outside the financial statements, which makes no sense. Why? If I'm investing in something, I want to invest in something that's going to make me the most money. I want to see a financial statement. But if you make it not about the money, it's about something else, then when you act ethically will be the key factor to selecting the company you invest in. Um, so ethics, I should care less about ethics, how you made your money, if I'm making money with you. You know what I'm saying? But they want to bring that in. Uh, an investor at any time can get more information about a company um, transparency will be forced on companies because they'll show investors um, that they're a better investment than their competitors. So in order for people to get investments, in order for companies to get people to invest in them, they're going to be forced to show some reports showing that they're doing these things that's in compliance to what BlackRock and these other companies want. Okay. Uh, an example of this is the lead certification. And uh, any, probably in Chicago, um, y'all definitely heard of this. That's the leadership in energy and environmental design. Uh, it's, and Ramon probably heard this as well. It's the most widely used green building rating system in the world. Uh, available 
for virtually all building types. Lean provides framework for healthy, efficient, um, cost-saving green buildings. And in New York, all these buildings have to be lead compliant in order to get certain investment or certain uh, funds from banks and certain loans and things like that. Um, so you have to have investments in, comp- in companies that have earned and acquired certification indicating that they meet the standards, just like this lead thing. So they're going to want these companies to not only be transparent, but to try to get certifications from these rating agencies so they can have their company pushed to the front and be ESG compliant so they can get investors or they can't borrow money from the bank. They can't have um, people investing them because people aren't going to invest in a company that's not ESG compliant. If there's a behavioral merit system or a social credit system where if I'm investing in this company that they deem is bad, I look like I'm bad too, which messes with my credit. You understand? So I want to be in compliant with the system so I can keep my uh, benefits and everything rolling in. So I'm going to only invest in companies that they tell me are good investments. As you see how that whole thing works. Okay. Um, it's not really a certification. It's not really about um, transparency. Uh, it's not about providing better information. It's not about the environment. ESG is really a best-in-class metric system, meaning it's impossible for every company to become ESG compliant. It's not a certification you get stamped when you meet these requirements and criteria. ESG means that someone is deciding who's labeled best-in-class. If you're not from the game, you're not gonna. If you're not in the game, you're not gonna get the get the best in class rating. So how it really works is you'll have a bunch of ESG rating agencies from Moody's to S and P, and they'll determine what companies get this ESG label. They do this by conducting surveys and through news, like the news is honest. Then they look for particulars like company stance on things like pollution, diversity of employees, employees, board members. Uh, a reported history of corruption. Uh, from these investments, the investment banks and ESG investment funds, based on the three ratings, an investor can now invest in an ESG uh, investment fund, which are advertised as best in class, potentially rising your own personal social credit score. So, yeah, I'm going to invest in uh, Popeyes instead of uh, in a company that doesn't want trainees. Because that company is labeled as bad. So for me invested in that company, I'm a bad person too. And I don't want to get a bad rating. You see how that works? So they're going to force people to comply with their stuff. And here's a real example. Uh, California State Pension Fund. California has over um, 260,000 people paying into their retirement plans from their different organizations. These pension funds look good to employees paying into these funds when they say their money is being invested in ESG funds. Yeah, you know, invest with us, invest your, in, in the, we're going to invest your pension fund in these ESG funds, and they're going to be saving the environment, and they're going to be handling social causes, so you feel good as a, a employee in California. Um, making massive amounts of money for the investment base who are selling these ESG funds, because like I said, they sell them as products, put a bunch of them together and sell them. And as for very few companies, best in class, who are rated to get a high rating as a, from a rating agency, as of 2020, three, just three years ago, there was $35 trillion, trillion, with it, invested in ESG funds globally, according to Bloomberg. 
So it's already $35 trillion invested in all these ESG funds around the world. So this is how they're moving um, going forward. They're going to force all companies around the world to be in compliance with this system. Um, this is money goes to a few companies that are listed ESG compliant. Those companies who are rated, um, those companies, the rating agencies deem to have great environmental records, meaning they promote and give money to charities, foundations, organizations that claim climate change is real, and companies that promote diversity, black rights, Latino rights, pro-LGBT rights, pro-immigration rights, pro-abortion, anti-Semitism, anti-white extremism, you know, have liberal political views, support vaccines, support the pandemic, don't support Donald Trump, don't support Kyrie and, 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 and uh, Kanye because they're anti-Semitics. And as long as you're going along with those programs, you're, you're ESG compliant, right? Um, so it's not a certification that sets standards so it's as to who gets it. You support the vaccine. You support the George Floyd riots. You support the government. Uh, you, you support the government's response to the pandemic. You're good, okay? Here's a real example. Uh, this is from Wells Fargo, ESG report 2020 of July 21st of 2021, where they made a case to get an ESG rating because they sponsored a commercial campaign in 2020 aimed at getting black people to take the rhythm. Okay, so because they funded these commercials out of their pocket, they go back and say, hey, we want to get an ESG claim. So they put in to the rating agency, this is one of the things they did that was good for the social place. So the black people to take the venom, they're going to get an ESG rating. And um, that's just how this whole thing works. ESG created two different capital markets, one market full of capital for investments, expansion, research, and development, for companies that are ESG, um, ESG compliant, and another for companies that don't have an ESG rating, have a negative ESG rating, they can't get access to capital from banks. Banks themselves won't want to do business with companies that are not ESG compliant, so they can't do company business with these companies. They are not allowed to make certain investments because companies won't want to, um, investors won't want to do business with these companies that's not ESG compliant because it will affect their own personal social credit score. Uh, they'll have, um, they won't be able to get the top talent out of colleges because most of these kids today are woke. And if you're not woke, they're not going to go along with your company. So they're going to shorten the list of companies, pretty much reduce the corporations to just a few. So the Fortune 500 companies will be unable to get even um, capital, even though they generate billions of dollars in revenue. Even though the metric of their financial statements will show they're a very good company to invest in, this one ESG rating will kill them. ESG is funneling and sucking money into small group of companies using non-fiction metrics, uh, using um, non-financial metrics that are determined by banks, can be manipulated by a handful of bankers and elite, uh, which includes, like I said, BlackRock, State, State Street, and Vanguard being the top people, to determine who could prosper in the new market. This is the end of market capitalism, okay? Capital markets are the backbone of the economy. The system works when capital flows freely and unobstructed between businesses and banks. 
The market always determines itself. ESG is the opposite of that. A small group of bankers and elites who want to to choose and pick who wins in the market by giving them an ESG report, by grading companies on their merit, not by what they actually produce. Another example of this, real-life example, April 14, 2021, Tesla owner Elon Musk announced he was going to buy Twitter. Over the next few days, he told his plan to make Twitter a less woke company to allow information to flow more freely on Twitter. He said that he would allow people who were removed from Twitter to be put back on Twitter, which included Donald Trump. A month later, on May 18th, Standard & Poor's Vader removed Tesla from their ESG list. S&P did not, um, S&P did not, did that to enable Elon Musk's ability to make the purchase instantly lowering um, Tesla stocks prices, reducing the overall net worth. So when um, all these companies that own, like I said, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, they buy up a small percentage of these companies. When Tesla got kicked off the ESG list, they instantly had to sell all their stocks which caused all their stock to lower because now, you know, all this stock is being funneled out as a, at a lower rate because they're trying to get rid of it. And it, their Tesla started spiraling downhill ever since then. Okay. After this, all the news and press in the media became negative about Elon Musk and Tesla. All of a sudden they want to talk about the accident that this had and a car caught on fire here. And they're showing pictures from two years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I said, look at that. Um, so uh, one of the people invested in um, Tesla back to the California pension funds, they were told in 24 hours they had to get rid of any stock that's not ESG rated. So they had to get rid of all those Tesla stocks too. So it wasn't just the big banks, like the, the big um, the big money players like State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, the pension funds and everything else. The, the 401ks and every, the mutual funds, everything that's tied into this ESG has to drop a stock instantly that's not ESG compliant. What did Tesla have to do with um, Twitter? Nothing, but they wanted to lower his ability, his, his overall net worth was dropped like by $60 billion overnight, right? Because he was worth like $200 billion and it went down to 140 Now they're trying to make him say, this is a bad investment for me. Let me not do it. They're trying to force him not to do it. But he went through with it anyway. Um, And even though um, Tesla is above all the ESG metrics for environmental rating, I mean, for real, their sustainable development goals is higher than any country in the world. didn't matter. didn't matter that they have only company that has no carbon emissions. didn't matter that they sell billions of dollars in their own carbon credits to the rest of the companies that can't meet them, their carbon credits, all that stuff doesn't matter because they were on the wrong side of a social issue, which was they're going to make Twitter less, less woke, uh, less, less woke. They're going to let people say, well, you know what? I didn't believe that pandemic was real and not get kicked off of Twitter. So he has to be dealt with. Now, while Tesla sells environmentally friendly cars, SpaceX uses reusable 100% sustainable rockets. The boring company makes sustainable um, tunnel digging machines. He can't meet an ESG standard because of that. Oil spills, 
322 oil spills in 2021 alone, with um, over 1,000 refinement plant fires in the last five years, uh, over a dozen platform fires, air pollution from the plants, cancer caused by gasoline-burning automobiles, asthma and pulmonary ailments for people who live um, near and around facilities um, <clears throat> that refine oil, and for people who live near highways always have a higher rate of asthma. The industry that was, uh, has a horrible, a horrible record of hiring minorities, in particular black people, women, and um, have a zero policy for hiring transgenders. Exxon has one of the highest ESG ratings in the world. <laughs> How do you get an ESG rated higher than Tesla? And you're Exxon. How are you in the robber mental compliance? Y'all got an oil spill, 322 oil spills in just 2020. How are they in compliance? So a teacher's fund like California, they're invested in Exxon, but they're not invested in Tesla. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. This is how they run it. The top four ESG-rated companies in the world are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. I mean, who couldn't have guessed this? But Apple has the employees in China and in Taiwan working in factories, are able to take bathroom breaks. They got nets up all around the building because the employees work so hard, they jump out the window and commit suicide. But they, they're in compliance. You know what I'm saying? Microsoft, Amazon, and Google, they run the, the, the cloud. They got millions of servers in factories all around the world running air conditioner on them all year round to run the cloud, but they're in compliance. Amazon itself is the number one polluter in the whole world with their cardboard boxes, with their bubble wrap and their plastic packaging and their styrofoam and all of those things. They pollute more than the next four companies combined but they're all ESG compliant. So this is just how the whole thing works. Um, <clears throat> it's not about the preservation of the earth. It's not about stopping climate change. It's not about fixing the social issues. It's about status. It's about money. This is the new lobbying. This is the new way to lobby. You don't go to the politicians now. You go directly to the corporations. And you lobby for them, you know, and see um, what the, you know, what they could do for you now. Hey, I got this youth group, um, and I know that you want to be ESG compliant, Walmart. Why don't you donate $100,000 to my youth group? You know, this is how you're going to have to do business. Instead of going to the politicians who you, who work for you, who you elect, this is the meritocracy. This is um, putting people in order based on merit, not based off of who got elected, not based off of um, uh, who the people pick. It's, it's merit. Um, <clears throat> who invests in these ESG companies? I named them. BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, Blackstone, Evercore, um, PIMCO. Um, they all invest in these companies, and they all use it to force their mandates on the investors other investors, and on the companies themselves, okay? Example is, um, once again, when the, we had the whole mandate of the vaccines, 
how BlackRock forced all the companies they're invested into. If you don't follow this mandate, we're going to pull our investment, and you're not going to be ESG compliant anymore. That ended that. So this is the social credit score for corporations. The meritocracy, a government and society in which people are chosen, moved into positions of success, power, and influence on the basis of their demonstration, demonstrated abilities and merit, while the masses who lacked those abilities and lacked the merit would suffer under the tyranny, tyranny of being demerited. And that's it. That's what it is. It's the end of democracy. It's the end of the market capitalism system. Okay, this is a whole new thing that we're ushering in. This is a part of the Great Reset. Okay, people who call the shots are not going to be the politicians. It's going to be the technocrats. It's going to be Elon Musk. It's going to be Bill Gates. It's going to be Dr. Fauci, the scientists, and the bankers, Larry Fink, and the rest of these bankers who make these ESG reports. Okay, you just made them more powerful than elected leaders. <clears throat> the U.S. and the EU is pushing this globally, and this is going to break all done to break China. This is why it has to be a war. Because how are they ever going to be in compliance with this? They're making everything for everybody else at a cheap price, which is going to cost them environmental points. You know, they, they already got social issues because they're communists. So um, that um, we could do the, the um, sustainable development goals later. Would you have any questions or anything to add to that? Um. Unless LA got something to add, because uh, the family want to uh, say something about it too. When you get finished with it, no, I'll, I'll just let uh, the family kick in when Tom is done. Okay. Thomas. Okay, man, you could go to the family. Okay. All right. Okay, um, where am I at here? Okay, Kwame. Seven oh eight. Are you on mute? Seven oh eight. That sounds like Eddie. Oh, that's Eddie. Oh, seven oh eight. Yeah, I get him and Kwame mixed up. 708, are you on mute? This Eddie? Okay, we'll come back to Eddie. Okay, I think this is Derek. 773. Hey, be nice to me. I'm sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cut me out. I didn't do nothing wrong. Um, No, no. Hey, good show, y'all. Hey, um, okay. I don't know if you heard about well, Ramon and um, Thomas about the Blue Oval City here in Tennessee. Um, they're building electric. Uh, a Ford is building um, electric uh, EV plant here. Now, what the problem is, the land they're building on, they have to build some roads roads on it. But the land they're talking about building the roads, the roads on belong to uh, some black farmers. And the state of Tennessee invoked eminent domain 
so they can go ahead and um go ahead and start the process of building the plan and stuff. And what the problem is now, now the farmers have to go to court and um, they're doing some wrangling back and forth. So basically the state of Tennessee is either not giving them the, the money's worth of the property or not pay, really paying them anything at all. And that's becoming a problem. So is there any way around that? And also, I don't know if you, uh, could you speak on the, um, the lawsuit, there's 25 states. It's been updated now that they're suing the Biden administration over the federal ESG. And basically, with the state, all the states involved, basically all the states in the Southeastern Conference, if you're in the college sports, whatever. So that's Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, all of them are pushing back against this. And so do you think that that's, is that this lawsuit is going to succeed? I don't know um, about the farmers, man. I just, man, um, say once they claim eminent domain, it's pretty much a wrap, from what I know. Uh, they they did that in Detroit back in the day, right, Bev? They took a whole city, the whole black yeah. area, ran the highway right through it, like it was nothing. They did that to the Bronx. They did that. In, I mean, that's that's what they've always done. So, um, yeah. I, I, I don't see them having any way around that. And it's it's a shame because for every car, every electric car that Ford makes, they lose $21,000. So they they put, getting put in a hole making electric cars. Yeah, and, the, and these are trucks. Oh, one more C, another CEO got ousted today. Um, the CEO of NBC Universal, Jeff Shield. He got forced out um, after he got caught playing with a woman's box. But the, the point being, the CEO, NBC Universal, then you were talking about uh, Donetta Lemon and then Tucker Carlson, CNN, Fox, and NBC. They're all under the banner of BlackRock and Vanguard. And um, and I didn't notice. I just found out the other day because you all know about all the um, the thing with the Walmart store closing up in Chicago and some other places. And I did a little research on that and come to find out one of the major stockholders in Walmart is Vanguard. Yeah, they got their, their major stock, one of those three, State Street, Vanguard, or, or um, right. BlackRock is a major stockholder. They're near every Fortune 500 company. So there's no mm-hmm. way to get around it, you know? Hey, Derek. Yes, sir. That question, repeat that question again about the lawsuit. <clears throat> Oh, it's 20 let me let me put the article back up again. It's um 25 states that are suing the Biden and the federal government for um pushing against this um the this ES, the ESG and the majority not the state the attorney general that's actually kicking off the lawsuit is from Texas and the uh, attorney general that's backing them up assisting him is from Utah. But basically, all the states from Alabama here in Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, uh, Ohio, Indiana, um, South Carolina, they're all pushing back against this ESG thing. You know, uh, it makes me think about what DeSantis them, especially since you mentioned a lot of the southern states. Uh, I right. was from a I would say from a cultural point of view, 
one thing that hurts uh, the ESG uh, uh, movement is that when you think about the South, one thing that they're trying to use in the schools that fits under that social stuff that Thomas is the social government is that they're trying to change, you know, they, they've been trying to change the books, you know, you know, the slave story in the books and such things and making it more right. obvious. That critical race theory, was, right. Yeah, the, the critical race theory. That's one of the things that I noticed that they've been using a part of the, the so-called social governance. Right. Because a lot of the states like Florida, I know DeSantis has spoke out on that personally, that, that you know, yeah. they, they're just not going to let that fly as far as they're concerned, that they, they feel like that, that that's just, it, it's not going to work, you know. <laughs> so they they like, oh, right, right. You know? So, you know, with hitting certain areas where I'm pretty sure a plan as big as what Thomas read, they've already anticipated it would make its way down to us in such simple form that they have to have some type of counter because with something such as large as what they're talking about, like Thomas said, it's it's payola from what I hear. It's just simply saying, mm-hmm. hey man, pay pay the price, and we'll make you we'll make it right. But you know, if you don't want to play to go along, then everything will be wrong for for you. You know, and that's just kind of what I hear with this whole program because that's what it shows up with. What I was trying to explain earlier about if you take even a light bulb when they started uh, the whole controversy about incandescent lamps, you know, the old ones that we all used to, the bulbs right? Uh, versus the LED bulbs or lamps. So if you look at what it takes to make an incandescent lamp, just a, a filament in a glass with a little metal piece, you know, the cost factor on that is so cheap. When you look at what it takes to make an LED lamp, it's got a whole circuitry in it and everything. Well, it's funny you mentioned of- the LED. It's funny you mentioned the LED lights because now, because of this crime situation going on in Memphis, um, the governor had just passed a bill. They're going to allocate the University of Memphis to upgrade their um, security systems with the police and everything. And part of that money is going to be going towards purchasing brand new um, LED lights, like you just you just mentioned. So that's no accident. Yeah, but it's, it's internal com- it's, it's internal competition. That's what Thomas is talking about in his ESG report. Okay. Is that a lot of this is really big corporations fighting to gain control of? of okay, l- let's just say what's okay. What's wrong with a standard light bulb that you used to get versus the LED? Do you notice any difference? Does it do anything better for you, or does it save you energy? Can you prove any of the stuff that they say? But you know what? I can't be honest with you. No, it's just, you know, using the regular light bulbs, and they switch over to these new ones. Um, I really pay, didn't really pay no attention to the difference, to be honest with you, no. Well, what, in some states, advantage? you can't – there is none, because mm-hmm. in some states, there's a charge to discard those LED and TVs anyway. You can't even take standard TV. I mean, the flat screen TVs. You can't take them to the south. I mean, to the uh, landfill no more. Right. You have, you have to take them to specialty electron. I mean, electronic stores and you know recyclers and stuff like that. That's expensive so, too. Very. Expensive. We gotta throw That's out. When we gotta throw out stuff like that at work. We like. We just put all those all the monitors and stuff in one room. 
So we just call them like once a year because it costs them mad money to call that one company to come and discard that stuff. You know, yeah, discard it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, with the states, I'm just sad with the states. Um, with the ESG, it's it seems like the same state. The last time we had a big shift like this in how they do business was when they came from commercial capitalism into market capitalism. So we're looking mm-hmm. at the 1860s, which was the Civil War. So the same right. states that was against the, the last shift are the same states that's against the new shift. The only thing is I don't think they got the power to go to war anymore, you know, because uh, those are some of the poorest states. Because was it because I with with that thing with the uh, the two the two justices in the Sterner with Knoxville Memphis with the them trying to cause that ruckus, but a lot of people don't know what people are talking about here. That was basically some shit to try to uh, initiate a, initiate a bill uh, to, get, to take people's guns. Because see in Tennessee, this is a red state. You are not one thing they don't you don't mess with people. You would piss, if you want to put somebody off down here, tell them they can't go to church. And tell them they can't carry their gun in the night. They they gonna snap off. So this this is just gonna be see, something interesting to see the play out. So, so hey, hey, the Derek, people need to be the people need to be focusing on Vanguard and those companies because they seem to be the one that's really in the forefront of this. I think you'd be But that's the thing. Tail. If people know about it, like them, them fools up in Chicago, you try to talk to somebody about the stuff, man, they play it off as conspiracy theory or they, they, they focus on something else. At least with the people down here, um, at least they'll listen to a conversation. That's black, white, Mexican, all across the board, you know. So it's just a different vibe down here, you know. I think you would be chasing your tail because – a lot of those big corporations like Vancouver is they, they're they have a lot of splinter cell companies that you don't even know that uh-huh. they you know that you could easily be doing business with, and you know if you look at the current controversy, Thomas might remember the name, but this the trans the guy that did the trans transition <clears throat> actually went through the surgery and everything, and but but the one of the rep- uh, marketing rep- heads approved of a transgender promoting the Bud Light, and they mentioned that within that week that this commercial had been advertised that all the Bud Light supporters and restaurants and and clubs that would sell this stuff was losing sales to upwards. I think they said at one weekend they lost like $3 billion. Uh, I think it was actually six. And then a lot of of bars and restaurants down here, they stopped selling it. They was like, no, we're not promoting that shit. But now see, think I, about that. At... Think about that when they have this whole system in place, and, and I'm just adding in here. Um, uh-huh. When they have the whole system in place, now all those people who refuse to buy a Bud Light would lose social credit points because they're not going along with this whole agenda. You get what I'm saying? So, see, the right. whole system isn't in place now. So they call people could punish Bud Light for um, being woke. And being on, uh, oh, the fire alarm going on. Uh, being woke and stuff. But uh, let me put this fire alarm out. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Let, let me just like uh, the same add thing. somebody. Uh huh. Go ahead. Make your last comment. I mean, just make no, 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 finish it. Go ahead. Let me. Because I'll be talking all night. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> okay. 
All right. Uh, 413 Hey, better love, Sister Beth. How you doing? Good. Better love. All right. So um, I, I like the uh, conversation that, that uh, the roundtable is bringing forth. Um, I'm going to look at it in a different perspective. Um, I like the information that's coming forward, but here's what I'm thinking more of. They're a way of generating income for the private, which will be called the public-private partnership. So I think okay. if we look at that more, that way we can get a better idea of how Brother Thomas is putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Because the public-private partnership initiative was about how do we utilize the land without paying the tax and putting the debt back on the public in a service. And the best thing to understand this is as a FASCES, whatever they set it up as a corporation, that's all FASCES was, was the corporation um, had the tendency to look like they were contributing to the public, but they put mm-hmm. the debt on the public because the corporation, being a foreign or domestic, would not own the building. They would rent the building and then put their ownership on the public, putting the debt, for instance, private jails. So if the private jail um, was initiated with a certain budget, and if it went over, they flipped it back on the people. And so the government would have to be or take that hit. But that private who gave that energy to to take that contract on, because that's all corporation is, contracting, and the people didn't have a say, and that's where you get this 501c4 where entities of foreign um, municipalities could come in and rule the domestic. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that may sound confusing, but I'm just saying that's the thing they kept trying to push, the private versus the public, not really versus, so the private and the public partnership. But we didn't mm-hmm. ask the uh, partner over any private because the private don't pay the tax. You always exactly. said that the burden of the tax on the public, and the private has a way of escaping. So what I found out, which why why this all makes sense, is that every federal building built is never owned by the federal government. It's always rented. Did y'all know mm. that? Yeah, yeah. Every it makes sense. <laughs> I do Every know. federal building that's ever built. It's not owned by the federal government. It's rented by the federal government. Ain't that crazy? So now this private entity is coming in to do the same thing that the federal government did. They come in, do rental, pull as much of the resource out of the community to benefit or line their pockets, and then the public, a.k.a. because cities don't make money because cities which are corporations are 501c3s. They only they only make it on land tax, rental, and water, and citations. Make sense a little bit? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to think about. I, I don't get me wrong. I, well, I'm, just, I'm sharing that with you because when we when and and if you look at this this note they gave us, they said this note is legal tender for what? Public and private debt. So in our domestic, they're not. And just like you're saying, the politician won't really have the new voice. The new voice will be the private. And then, like my brother said, the lobbyists can go represent the 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 interests of the corporation of the private versus the interests of the people who are voting for for no. It's not going to count. It's not going to matter. And then that servitude there, now that sets you up preparation. I say for a monarch, because Britain wants to come over here and use that Magna Carta. To its full to its full advance, because they can't take the heat over there, because the Saudis and everybody else, everybody over the over the other euros, they pushing them out. That family got to go, so they're trying to set up that they can come over here and run this last estate here. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? So this so, uh, so the so only how we, uh, go ahead, Tuck. No, you go ahead, Bear. Uh, no, I'm just going to ask, so I'm trying to see how we fight this or how we eliminate this. So we have to eliminate the corporations, with the, which is the private, because they're acting like they're the government. They're the ones Absolutely. making uh, – Absolutely. So we had and, it. And the only, get, right, okay. and the only way they'll do that is through the public works of service with the illusion that, they're doing it to help people, a.k.a. as a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Lie. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. And then so the people, just like when you're naming some of these corporations, BlackRock and them, you can't buy no BlackRock stock. That's private. Mm-hmm. Can you buy BlackRock? So that's what I'm saying. That's how the private get down. They keep the outsiders out. So if you keep the ice, the outs, if you keep, A.K. the common out, and you govern the common, and the, so where's right. the common's voice? Where's the people? Where's the people's voice in it? So that so that public partner, that public private partnership. Is an illusion, but that's what they're setting all up. Because everything you're talking about, Tupmost, is the private getting ready. No, to see the, merit, the meritocracy is the end of privacy. Everything has to be moved to the public so it can be transparent. I got what you're saying, funding. but but, but right. who well, will now, be the leader? The public won't Black be the Rock, leadership. Let, let me finish, bro. Black, you can you can buy stock in BlackRock. That's not what I was getting at. I was really trying to get at the point of the private. The private, like before Facebook actually went public, they were private first. So it's usually, my point is the private always sets up when they can no longer create an opportunity for themselves. Like, was it Alibaba? I think they just went more public or something of that nature. On the side. I'm, just, I'm only catching glances of it, but I, I know what, to me, to me, I know what they're really trying to do. They're trying to put the because they say if you really want to understand how it works, uh, own nothing, but use everything. Own nothing, but use everything because in your ownership you pay the tax. So they yeah. want to put the the bill back on the people. 
That's what I'm saying. And then they can escape to continue to venture off in any direction they want to. And then what is really going on is that foreigners have came into their SEC through their 501c4s, which are NGOs. So where's the cabinet post to where we pay the tax that's supposed to be what everybody's contributing to while in America? That's what they're losing. Your education system is ran by by United Nations, UNESCO now. Where's the cabinet post that used to get the billions of dollars for these children who are getting public education within a domestic? So UNESCO is now a corporation within the United States, which comes from the United Nations? Does that make any sense? And you got a cabinet post for education? It's interesting you said that because just literally just a few days ago, the bill hasn't been signed yet um, here in Tennessee. The um, the state legislators have to draft a bill to protect the teachers from getting sued if the children, if the teachers don't call the children by the right pronoun or the right gender they want to be called. And they actually had a debate about that, especially with a few Democrats here. They're basically saying, well, this bill, you're bullying, bullying, um, you're bullying the children. But then some of the, the Republican legislators said, man, we got to a point where now, because, you know, this is, this is the Bible bed down here in the South, especially in Tennessee. And the, the state legislators were saying, the part of the Republicans were saying, well, damn, you know, there is no more religion then. Y'all going to let this shit pass. So the governor is going to sign the bill, but it's come down to what now they got to protect the teachers from being sued because of this old gender stuff. Going back, what you're saying that backs up what you're saying about the UN taking taking over the schools and stuff. A lot because, of people don't know this stuff. The department, right? Because the Department of Education was a cabinet post through the federal government. Since when is UNESCO? Even like we, what we saw, what transpired, dealing with this COVID entity, since when the United Nations goes on a domestic channel to tell us that where was our, where was our Surgeon General? Mm-hmm. Because we pay the Surgeon General and the taxes to be able to, to identify to the people, but we kept getting notices from some joker who's from, uh, what was that, uh, the health shit, WHO or NG, whatever they were, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, and then OSHA, sense, how, right? how the OSHA getting put in charge of the, the the thing, their part they played in the vaccine vaccination man, uh, mandatory laws too. So so so, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to disrupt anything, but I'm I'm trying to look no, at you, I, the initiative. To, I'm I trying to look at the initiative, the, the language that they're bringing forward. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like what you're I like the energy you're bringing to most. I really get a lot from you, brother. But I, I'm I'm saying it almost sounds like this is where this. Uh, public-private partnership, they call it the three P's, the PPP, because they're really mm-hmm. trying to push that. And that's when you got all these governors who have this income of revenue in order to push these bills, the guy in Chicago, whoever else, they got this revenue so they can set it up for the private. And J.B. Pritzker is the richest um, politician in America right now. A lot of people don't know so, that. 
so so when they started dividing up that Magna Carta, they want to be able to say they're running that country. That's AKA state. It's a little far fetched, so I just thought I'd put that out there. Hey, thank you for listening. No, you you on it. You on it. Because I'm, I'm comparing what you're saying to what we're doing with the paperwork and with the private and the public, and it all fits in. Absolutely. And you want yes. Yeah. You want to be as you want to be as private as you can because you don't want no more charity. Because it's, yeah. it's the individuals yeah. who accept the charity who will come under this uh, this menacing system. Whereas they say, well, how did I get here? Where you now that your children are proletariats because they own nothing mm-hmm. and you'll be happy about. Right. That's the only way you govern yourself. So you got to be private as you can. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, for, you for that. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, 323. 323, California. Hey, family, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, yes. Hotel. Better love. Hotel. Better love. Better love. Hey, hey, I appreciate you, Brother Tut, uh, tagging Brother Ramon in. And uh, you know, helping me out with with my question from last week. Peace, brother Ramon. I had recently got me a ledger. I believe it's the Nano. I believe it's the Nano X. And um, I guess my com- my computer is outdated because when I I could download everything else, Bitcoin, XRP, onto my ledger, but when I went went in and tried to get the Ethereum. They were saying I needed to upgrade my system or something, my computer system, so it wouldn't let it, it wouldn't let my ledger connect. I think I was doing it for my phone as well. Or, anyways, man, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out have you ever run into any problems trying to get your ledger to connect and things of that nature? No, I haven't. Um, it sounds like with the Ethereum though, have Ethereum just went through a. a a network change. It's it's called Shanghai now, or Chappella, and your ledger may be asking you just to simply go and download the 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 the, the Ethereum network change upgrade. So yeah. there may be a feature. Yeah, that'll if there may be a feature in the web page of a uh, of Ledger where you could probably they probably got something in there. They they're they're pretty good about keeping up on letting you know with little tutorials and stuff in in their help page. So I think okay. if you go look in there you might find that there's some type of upgrade to the to your hardware wallet that needs to be downloaded so you can put the Ethereum on it. Cuz I have Ethereum on mine so I know it definitely works, but I haven't tried to do anything new with it within the the time that they've done the upgrade, <laughs> the network upgrade. Now, is there like a is there a, a tech professional, or is that just like you said, just something you go into the page on? You don't really go to, you know, I wouldn't go down to an IT tech shop and try to get my computer updated or whatever. Is it, is it just something I can might be able to figure out? Now, if, uh, let's say the Ethereum upgrade. Let's say if you're working with a Mac. If they say you have to have a Mac OS version 12 and up, then basically if your computer still can download current uh, updates, then you'll just put that onto your computer, and then you can load up your Ledger Nano X back to your computer. I think you said you were using your phone, too. Are you using their Bluetooth 
or are you connecting your cord to it? Um, I had I had I had the I had the I had the ledger connected to the computer, which is a Mac. But like you said, my Mac might be outdated. So because it, it was saying it needed to update or something, I, you know, I was even trying to download the ledger onto my Mac, and it was it wasn't even like I could download it onto my phone, but it's only so much I could do on my phone before Ethereum was giving me problems. But um, when I was, I might, you know, that's why I was just trying to figure out what type of situation, you know, how I can handle it as far as go, to, you know, professional, because I ain't really too um, techy with it. But then again, you don't really want to get your wallet information out. So I was just trying to figure out how to move. Yeah, it shouldn't ask for that type of stuff anyway for uh operating system upgrade. It should just be able to speak directly to the device without all that, you know what I'm saying, because all it's looking to do is update any extensions or drivers that it may use to communicate with the out, outbound system. So if you use your phone in Bluetooth mode, I'm pretty sure you can get the download on your uh, Apple. If you're using the Apple uh, iOS, you, I'm pretty sure you can get all that right there. Well, I appreciate you, brother, man. I appreciate you. Um, Auntie B, can you understand how difficult that might be for somebody techy or, you know what I'm saying, an uh, elder out of that? Like, you really got to know some computer savviness in order to right. get your coins around. Even, even Brother Ramon, I, I, got, I got it out of Coinbase. You know, all the, all the uh all the public platforms I really didn't trust. I moved it over to the ledger platform, but now I'm trying to make sure it's on my flash drive type demonstration. Is there a way you 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 kinda uh, breaking up? I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. You are going in and out. Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. No, I just was trying to make sure is how would you verify that your coins is on the ledger? And not just on the on the app that that ledger app. Like I could see it in that ledger account wallet, but how do I know it's on the nano? Well, you should be able to scroll through whatever your uh downloads that you have within your hardware because if you actually have a uh let's say some Bitcoin or Ethereum or let's say Bitcoin, let's say you got something in there, you should be able yeah. to see a, a uh the Bitcoin icon, well, it won't be the icon, it'll just say Bitcoin. And then followed by that should be a string of hash numbers. And, okay, you know, if you got a holding, if it reads out in digits, let's say you got a whole Bitcoin, it should say 1.0. So <clears throat> typically uh, you'll know it's in there because the uh, it'll, have, it'll have some type of indication that that particular option that you're looking at like bitcoin or ethereum has some type of holding it'll it'll show something behind the hash that i'm pretty sure you've seen before on the nano x if you just reading the hardware uh screen display screen oh okay um yeah yes, it's just yes, an eight yes, screen thank you okay because that that helped me understand that yeah i was able to get coins transferred into the wallet but I wasn't sure if I got the coins out of the wallet onto the ledger or if it's once it's in the wallet, it's in the ledger. I mean, it's in the nano, you know, it's on the flash drive as well. You can go back to, the, let's say you're using Coinbase. You can go back and just look at your Coinbase account 
and choose the uh-huh. assets feature or the asset selection. And if you see that the the token that you try to deliver or send is, you know, the number, let's say you have five in there and no longer you have five in there, then you know you transfer them definitely out of that wallet. You can, uh, they yeah, have a, yeah. and then there's a, yeah, fo- they'll follow it up with a transaction list that you can see where uh-huh. it went by uh, address and everything. Yeah, no, I, I'm, it can't, I know it can't, like, for example, I, I, I sent it from Coinbase to the Ledger wallet, and it came, you know what I mean? But once it's in the wallet, is there another step to get it out of the Ledger wallet onto the Nano flash drive? That's what, that's why, because when I disconnected the flash drive from the computer, I didn't see the stream of numbers that you just referenced, so that's why I'm going to go back and double check all that. But uh, but brother Derek, I don't know if you I don't know if you made it to the step or Auntie B, but I'm trying to keep up. It is I'm I'm crawling. You understand me? I'm struggling out here. I don't understand how y'all keep it well, up. You know man. you know if you're struggling, you know I'm having issues. <laughs> no comment up. on me about that. <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting, child. This is ridiculous. They want you to get a PhD in crypt, crypt, cryptocurrency. Like, no, it's getting it's getting much easier. They're starting to work on more one button type of uh, interfaces and stuff, so you don't have to deal with the hash rate numbers and all that type of stuff. The private keys. <laughs> they, so they 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 are believe me. They develop. There's a lot of actually. There's a couple of wallets out there that um have already you know, come up with the, the a working prototype so they're just re- ready to release them to where, you know, if you got Bitcoin in your wallet, you know, just it's the word Bitcoin. It shows you exactly where it says, do you want to transfer or do you want to cash out? You know, it'll be a one, one or two buttons right there on the screen next to it. So, you know, they're definitely getting to that point. You know, it's coming. You know, just be patient. But I would say if you learn to use... uh the transfer features, you know, from wallet to wallet and stuff, that's the most important thing you could do anyway <clears throat> because there's a lot more features that come with dealing with different wallets if you know what those wallets offer because a lot of those wallets are, are they, you know, they have some features set up to where you can almost incorporate your wallet to be set up like a bank, you know, and speaking wow. on what the what the guy was talking about, that came in, just you know, the gentleman that just got off the phone. Um, everything he's saying is totally correct because um, one thing you'll find within this new environment, you know, they're calling them NFTs and all this type of stuff, but what they are is actual public representations of your private self. That, that's why I was emphasizing the metaverse stuff, that when they incorporate mm-hmm. this new thing, as the man was just saying about public and private, that's really what they're talking about that the public really is not even supposed to. That's why it used to be a saying banks can't own homes. I think a lot of that has changed, but it used to be a, you know, a saying that banks can't own homes, and that was really true because a public entity wasn't supposed to be able to do business with a private entity directly without some type of form of, you know, some type of exchange system that allows them, you know, to cross those borders. So 
the thing with the crypto market is it takes a lot of the private status and brings it into the forefront of the public. That's why you don't have to know the name of somebody's wallet if you just know, and you can freely watch any wallet activity. It's not even hidden, but they have other projects such as Monero, you know, and other coins that actually do uh, practice a hidden identity if that's what you want to do with your money. But for the most part, the, the crypto environment, because it's built on the blockchain, it's a, it's a very visible ledger that you can't hide what the wallet is doing. It's public to everybody. Okay. Let me um, open up. 708 Oh, go ahead, Tuckmo. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's no privacy in America. They replace privacy with something they call confidentiality. So your confidential information, there's no private information. Like Ramon says, you can look at everything happening on wire, but there is confidential. You just don't know who it is. So um, private land, private property, all those things don't exist in the meritocracy. They the meritocracy is very close to communism. Uh, you don't own land in Russia. The government owns the land. So uh, 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 it's all part of the ESG. The government, this is why the states are suing, because they don't want to be in compliance of giving all this power to the government. It's environmental mm-hmm. social governance. Okay? Everything about this that I just read shows you how every private company, in order to get a loan, in order to get the top-tier talent, they're going to have to be in compliance with these guidelines or they're not going to get it. They're going to be deemed as a bad company. You're not doing what's needed for the environment. You're not hiring the, the LGBT. You're not hiring black people. You're not putting these people on your board. All of that is going to count against you. All of that has to be transparent in order for you to get investors, in order for you to get the best talent from college. All of that stuff is going public. Now, the private system, and, and I hear a lot of people talk about the private system, that ended in 1860 with the Civil War, with the second industrial revolution ushered in, was the, the um, bringing the public to the stock exchange, bringing the public into the market. They created wages. They created um, um, tips. They created all. They created money. They created the the greenbacks, the paper money, so that they could bring all the people and their labor into the market. And that's been the market capital system that we've been running on. They're changing that system. So, but to go back to the um, commercial system where everything was private and private land and private property, they're not going back there. That's why they could take those people's land in on um, Tennessee. They they don't they they all the land is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to be any private. You're going to own nothing and be happy. Uh, I, I try to give people the solution to that is to learn the stuff that they're going to do to make money, this technology. But the the key to it all is the, the there's no privacy in a meritocracy. Look it up. Get, the, get any book on meritocracy, it talks about the end of the privacy, the end of the private citizen, the end of private ownership. It's, it's everything is being brought into the, the, the public in order for you to get funds because it's not about uh, market anymore. It's not about 
capital. It's not about what company is making the most money anymore. It's about what company has the most, the highest social impact. So they're replacing the fact that, like the example I gave, Chick-fil-A, which in real life does a lot better than Popeye's. I mean, it's it's an $11 billion company, and Popeye's does less than a billion dollars a year. But they can't get an ESG rating because they don't allow trannies to sit there and serve you a chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? So they're not in compliance because they support the Second Amendment. They're not in compliance. How long can they stay in business like that? Eventually, they're going to have to put a CEO in place that's ESG-friendly, and that's what all of these accounting firms, that with the blockchain coming out, what's going to happen to all these accountants? All of them are being trained to do ESG compliance. So they're going to go into these companies and make sure that they're ESG compliant so that, that way you can get a good rating to get loans. If you want to be a public company, a private company, uh, how are you going to get any of these loans? How are you going to go to the bank that only gives loans to ESG-compliant companies if you can't prove it? So you're going back to being in the public. There's no private, you know? Man, it's y'all, y'all still there? Yes, yes sir. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah, before I was gone, let's be... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely just wanted to give Petty's flowers, man, for this, these dissertations, man. It's, it was, it, uh, tonight's dissertation was, was called as usual, but even going all the way back, just, um, thinking about how you making it plain, man, it, uh, it's much appreciated for us out here. So I, I definitely just want to, throw, you know, give you your flowers and, and, um, make sure I say I appreciate you for bringing on Brother Ramon, helping me out with that. Oh, no doubt, man. Thank of course, God. man. I love, yeah. I love my family in California, man. I got that California <laughs> accent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like the it. New York accent. I know, right? You, you know, everyone say that. I'm like, I, I, everyone that everyone I know sounds like me, but I guess you know. Yeah. I guess you I know, guess uh, after here I have I'll have a southern accent in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any anyone I ever known that went down south to live for a couple of years came back and we was like, Damn, you sound country, yo, what the hell, man? You <laughs> yeah, but they bounced back. They bounced back. So what about so I so with this system they putting in, what about if you don't want to uh, you know, see you're dealing with loans and all of that, but you could get into a private system where you don't have to deal with their loans. Loans is contracts. You don't have to contract with these people. Yeah, well, me and Ramon did the show on how you contract without be having them involved, and it's called Ethereum. It's called the smart contract. That's how you keep them out of it. Um, but that, you know, if you want to get a loan, though, let's see that. The key to this would be people would need to work together, right? So let's just say mm-hmm. we put up the money to loan somebody uh, because they're – but we're loaning someone money that's not in compliance with the ESG. So, therefore, by us loaning them the money, our money, which is going to be digital, so they're going to know we're taking our money and using it to loan it to someone – we're not in compliance because we're supporting a company that is against their system. If you catch what I'm saying, um, so, so the way to the way to beat this 
is to open up a DAO. Once again, that's cryptocurrency. That's a, a, a decentralized company that runs itself or smart contracts, right? The, the, the way to beat this is with the cryptocurrency. And we did, I think we did, like me and Ramon did a bunch of shows on cryptocurrency showing how this is the antithesis to their dollar system. This is how you beat them. It's going to be around because it's based off electricity, and the new system's going to run off electricity, not off oil, not off gasoline. They don't need a plastic car that's made out of gas anymore. They're made out of um, oil anymore. They're coming with digital money because uh, more people use electricity due to the computer age and charging and everything than they ever used in the oil age, so they're moving everything into that realm. So everything has to be green energy. And, and all of that falls in line with this. And the ESG isn't new, man. This has been around. It's just that we're not people, black people in particular, we're not people that invest in these types of things. You know what I'm saying? So it's words that you see in the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal and, and, and all those papers every day, but you don't think nothing of it. ESG, you know, you think, oh, what's that mean? You know, you just keep skipping on to the next article because that don't resonate with you, but now that people head. know what it means, yeah. yeah, now that people know what it means, this is all uh, how they're getting people to invest. $35 trillion in EFG investment, ESG investment in the system, floating around in their computers since 2020. So it's three years later. It's probably double that now. Mm. Trillion with a T. Okay. Let, let me uh, add someone else here to the uh, my own table. Hold on, let me see where am I at? Four seven zero two six. Hey, Auntie Bear. Yes. Bear, Thomas. Yeah. Hey, y'all. I got I got to get off because I got to get ready for work early in the morning. But it's well, go ahead, bro. Thank right. you for coming through, man. Thank, Thank you, man. See you on the next one. Definitely, I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's so, brother. Thank you. I'll call you tomorrow, man. Okay. That or love. SCP. I know you about yes. to talk to this. Go ahead. Hello? Did I cut you off? Wait a minute. Hello? <laughs> yeah. You did. Can you yeah. hear me now? Okay. Yes. Okay. I just was saying, this, hear just you. remind me. Like the brothers were saying, as far as how do we get around this, it remind me of the, the show on Friday from the brother with the co-ops that you that we be bringing on. Um, as far as how how he organized the cooperation and and bypass, right? You know what was going on in this community. We like like the brothers were saying, we got to come together, or, or you know even utilize the crypto and, and get on that way. I, I'm gonna fall back. So I appreciate y'all. Okay. In Thank a real you. way. Better, all right. Better love. Yeah, we we had a lady come on who got a black crypto coin called Guap Coin. Uh, 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 full black coin. Yeah. What's her name? Mark, Mark something is again with a... Uh, so, Savaria, Katie yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquarius, Aquarius Moon. Yeah, like Aquarius. Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, four seven zero. Your your phone is open. Uh, good evening, four family. This, this is, good evening, family. This is Brother Tommy. What's up, Brother Tommy? What's going on, Brother good Tommy? Evening. 
Uh, good evening, good evening. I, I had I had to call in, Brother Thomas. I want to give you a little pushback on what you were saying in terms of that they are getting rid of the private. I think when it comes to that conversation about public versus private, <laughs> we need to look a little deeper into what we're dealing with when we're dealing with public versus private. So they they can't get rid of the private. That would be like getting rid of of, of the natural self. You know, the real person, you know what I'm saying? Because the public is all fictitional, fictitious entities that are operating in commerce that aren't real. You understand what I'm saying? So to say that people don't have the ability to withdraw from or or, or choose not to participate in something, that that's, that's, that's not a true assessment. And let me give you an example. The way their system works, they know they set up a fraudulent system, but it's only fraudulent if you don't have an exit, a way out. Like prior to setting up the 14th Amendment, they put out the Expatriation Act. And those who understand the Expatriation Act of 1887, right, and the things you can do with the Expatriation Act in terms of withdrawing from the system, strategically withdrawing from the system, they had to put that there prior to locking you into this 14th Amendment fictitious entity that was going to be controlled in a public domain. The, 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 the exit has to be there, and the same is going to be with the new system that they, that they choose to move forward. There's always going to be an exit. It is just your responsibility to find the remedy and recourse for that exit. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? So there, that's, that's the reason why there are, uh, like the other brother said earlier, the concept of uh, control everything but own nothing. This is how people who have their affairs set up in the proper way, people who have their proper status set up, people who understand money versus fiat currency. They're not, you know, most billionaires aren't sitting with billions of dollars of currency on the book. So what, I mean, in their bank. So what I think we, as opposed to saying ways in which we should be, we can be successful within their power structure, we need to be looking, as, as melanated people, we need to be looking for ways to break down the power structure or separate or remove ourselves from that particular power structure. I, I, I liken it to, to a fish in a fishbowl. Inside that fishbowl, once I set it up for him, he, he can eat, go to college, drive a Cadillac mm-hmm. in that fishbowl, but there's a power dynamic between me and that fish so I can flush his ass right down the toilet. And until that fish changes that power dynamic, it doesn't matter what he does in my system because he's totally under the auspices of what I want. So what we should be thinking about doing as a people is everybody talking about moving out of the public into the private, moving away from a 14th right. Amendment uh, U.S. citizen into, uh, uh, you know, into a, a private self on a piece of a loyal land that we own and control with no overlords, and then we can learn to establish ourselves as a people again, and then we can build our own industry. We can build our own schools because the bottom line is they're not loaning us anything. They don't have any money. They don't have anything. So when it comes to us participating in their environmental governance when, uh, in terms of us approaching them for a loan, they don't have nothing to give us. Everything, they're accessing our credit Time for them us. to be able to run their scheme. 
So I think yeah. we have to be able to look deeper behind the scenes when we truly get an understanding of what is public and what is private. Matter of fact, one more thing, Brother Thomas, because I know you're about to come with it. Um, even when you file your taxes, that's a, that's a process of, of dealing with the public and the private all at once. Taxes are, are delinquent public dollars. That's something that's floating around in taxes. Debt is something that exists in the public. You can pull a delinquent tax dollars out of the public and back into the private. You know, there are private money for public debt. So, so it works both ways, and you have to understand how the private and public work. But they can't get rid of the private because that would be getting rid of the natural man itself. And that's why they call the income tax refund. You're supposed to, you know, it's it's not you paying them. And and taxes is voluntarily, but they they used to put it on the paperwork, but they took it off. It's just money of yours that they're using, your credit right. that they're using. That's the reason why if you look on a on a mortgage. It's just your signature on there. If you look at a bank loan, it's just your signature on there because they've accessed your credit to be able to to, to get this thing popping based off of the bonds and the things that you got floating that they're generating money off of. Remember, when they brought us over to the 14th Amendment status, uh, that 14th Amendment status was a status where where that that person no longer had the ability to pay their own bills. They don't have you know, that's what a 14th amendment citizen is, a person who gets benefit from the system because the the the, the, the actual money within the the economy has been removed and he doesn't have the ability to pay the bills for himself. So we need to break these assumptions. We need to break these contractual relationships so that we can say that, no, we are mature and adult enough to handle our own affairs. We can exist on a land that is a loyal, that doesn't have an overlord. And once we get on that land, we can be sovereign and start working to create a nation to where we're building cars, we're building cell phones and tablets and, 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 and an economy to where we're working amongst the people of the world. We shouldn't be trying to figure out how we can make a million dollars within their chat PT, chat uh, GPT, or how we could use their system of transhumanism to make money. If we continue to stay in their structure, then their system will continue to be slaves. And that's all we are. Slavery is not over with. That's what they, we still in that, dealing with them. This is like we working for McDonald's as a corporation. We working mm-hmm. for them. They can do, we, we got to follow their policies, their rules. But if I quit McDonald's, I, ain't, I don't have to follow McDonald's policy and McDonald's rules. But but I feel what Brother Thomas is saying because they are trying to I move know. everything over to the public. That's what the blockchain and, and this technology is doing is moving things over into a public transparent record that's unalterable, unchangeable. I got you. But we should be working in opposite of that. We should understand trust. We should understand expatriation. We should understand adhesion contracts. We should understand how to break this paradigm that they're trying to bring forth as opposed to acquiesce to it and figure out how we can make a, a, a dollar that really isn't a dollar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a debt hey, note. Tommy, you, you know, how, we, you how we can create a debt note within their system. When you say hey, we, hey, can, I, hey, can, I say, can I say this with the brother real quick? 
Oh, that's no, that's why wait, 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 I got a question for him. I got a question for him. Okay. I got some okay. questions for him. Why, 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 can, I just, okay. can I just tag him um, with the No, no, no I'm going to ask my questions first. Then you can let, talk to Let Chuck ask his question. Who, who is we, brother? Okay. When you keep mm-hmm. saying we, who is we? When I say we, I'm talking about indigenous people of this land, the indigenous melanated uh, copper tone brothers and sisters of this land. When, that's what I'm talking about, we. We so need to many, break the power many, structure. What 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 percentage of those people do we need to go along with your plan in order for it to be successful? 13, 13 to 15%. If 13-15% of us break these adhesion contracts, move on to uh, an alloidal piece a piece of land, 100, mm-hmm. 200 acres, 300 acres, 400 acres, that's alloidal, mean we have a land patent, a land grant, where we don't have an mm-hmm. overlord, now we can establish ourselves and move towards the nation. Because and now, we remove, doing now we remove the well, uh, performance. Because when we're in their jurisdiction, on their land, they can institute compelled performance against us. That means the white man can knock on your door and say, sir, come with me. And you have to go with them or his force is going to take you. That is compelled performance. That's based upon contracts. So until we remove these contracts, the structure paradigm is going to remain the same. Cracker can come take one nigga out of 50 niggas, 50 niggas standing around, one white man taking one black man out of 50 black people. That's compelled performance. Buddy. All right. So, so my, well, my question is, how are you going to go about getting this 15% of black people to go along with your plan, Tom? It's by, a lot by showing that's doing it already. It's a lot yes, that's it doing is. There it. You go. They're doing it quietly. One thing that I noticed, brother, brother, one thing I noticed here in the South, brother Thomas, is if you if you look around, a lot of people, a lot of people are buying small pieces of land. Fifty percent of black people is six million. Okay. Yeah. What? Six million people. I just want to know because I'm not sold on it. So how are you going to sell? these people on this plan that you haven't been able to sell to me for the last, what, 10 years or so we know each other, Tom. How are you going to sell people? Because it starts to sound like um, like your plan is, is I, I would expect this for someone in their 60s. Not someone yet, mm-hmm. age, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, if someone who gave up already. So I'm trying to figure out how this plan is go how are you going to get fifteen percent of black people to go leave their situation, put it all on the line, go buy some land, uh, build some factories on it, fund it all themselves because they're not going to be ESG compliant, and have their own currency and their own land where they can do whatever they want to do and sell whatever they want to sell in the United States of America, bro. How are you gonna do that? Man, but black people here already know they ain't got nothing anyway. Ain't nobody ain't nobody stupid. Even if, if even if they're living in a, a subdivision that's a half a million dollars, black people have already come to a basic understanding that they really don't have nothing here anyway. And once we can show a new paradigm of control and ownership and exit from a system, people will pay attention and they will listen. One thing that I realized, if I could, it's one thing for me to drop some knowledge on a brother, but it's another thing for me to be able to allow that brother to create a sandwich for himself and his child. 
If he can, if I, if I can put him in a situation where he can feed himself and his child, he'll listen. All right, I'm done. Uh, the other brother, okay. he wanted to talk to Tom all, all, all day long, brother, all day long, and I'm smiling with you because when we look at what the progressive really did, which was the democracy that they brought in, which is legalese of the 33, when they took Big Mama's wallet, and okay, so you don't want to use it in tangible anymore, what are we using? They created this new system of merchant account number, a.k.a. social security number. Now, they say they were doing it for the labor laws of the children to also give the women the opportunity to not be able to be overruled by, a.k.a. the Anglo-Saxon who was putting these women into these uh, uh, sane asylums, and then the children were the orphanages. So this is their way of saying, okay, in progressivism, a.k.a. for white women, we're going to set up this new thing of governance that they may be able to contract, and that way they ain't got to worry about a man. But they are still under the principle of what they call this uh, patriotic system. The, the, the shit is changing, man. And thank you, brother, that you're right, because if, if one tells another, that man will do the best he can, and hopefully his child comes up with, with an opportunity, and that's the legacy we're looking for, other than the submission of coming on the, a proletariat system. I don't want to be dependent on them doesn't matter. I'd rather go down fighting knowing that they never explained the whole rules and regulations to me. I just got done looking at this one thing where we you're talking about the energy of this crypto. And they kept going to big Bitcoin. And I said, well, how much energy do you create a Bitcoin? They're talking about 127 terawatts. Now, who's going to understand 127 terawatts? No one's going to study that. But like my brother said, if I can make that opportunity through the word of knowledge that with this simple language, do not give up and do not take their charity, do the best you can to forge yourself with your clan, your people, and that's how we're going to succeed. Because, man, I'm saying, this is the dawn age of Aquarius. Men don't carry water. Women carry water. I, I just, now I'm saying I think Big Mama waking up, babe. I'm good. I'm I'm done. I'm just smiling, man. I know the change is coming because I prepared I see it. in such a way where I'm it. passing down to my children and I keep acknowledging them how this thing really works. I'm doing the best I can, bro. I can't be in fear. I don't want to die on my knees. I got the challenge. And everybody, yeah, and everybody don't see at the same time. And so some people who want to say what they did is they gave us privilege. they saying, okay, take your rights away and we'll give you privilege. You come and you be up under uh, our corporation. We're going to provide you with privileges. We're going to give you license and all of that. But I don't need that privilege. I got rights. All day long. And when my brother calls us the melanated people, they turned around and did not want to name us, so they put the colorful language of status on us. And, yeah, we know white is credible and whatever, whatever color you want to call, black or whatever. But I do know this initiation, it was called the Refuge Free Men's Bureau to what the men of color under that 14th Amendment. And when they burnt that down because they were keeping the peace and treaties in the Library of Congress, then you're going to use the Library of Congress of Andrew Jackson? The one who did the Trail of Tears? So that's the library of Congress that you're going to utilize now? Because somebody burnt down the records? Now, they got to pay for that. 
They got to pay for that. I'm done. And also, we're fighting people because people are calling us niggers and Negroes. And uh, I was listening to Chief Warhorse, and she went back over to to Spain. She went back to 1493, and that's what they called us. They called us niggers. Negroes. That's what they. That's what we were named. That's how they were able to separate the indigenous people from the African people that was over here. And so, who? What other uh, nationality is called nigger, a Negro, but us? Thank you, sir. So you know, can't nobody else claim our rights. We the was the ones that was here. So I'm not fighting nobody over they over calling me nigger, nigger or negro when they got it in Spain. That's in their museums and their libraries. And so the rest of the world knows that. And the rest of the world knows exactly. that the Anglo-Saxons been babysitting us, and we're tired of being babysitted. It's over. Right. Let me uh, open up another line. Two one five. Four three two. Hotel, better love since the bad and thin. Hotel. Good, great, great. Um, we we we. I'm just trying to figure this out. I just want to add something, right? So <clears throat> I hear what y'all are saying, and like um, I just want to let Brother Tut know, like the hood ready for it. So one of my little cousins is 21 years old, 21, and we was going out and. All that whole day, he just kept saying, yeah, I'm about to go take a ride in my vessel. Come on, y'all, we about to go ride in the vessel. And I caught on to it, and I'm like, what you mean you taking a ride in your vessel? He was like, you know, I'm a traveler in my vessel. And I'm like, you talking that sovereignty stuff? He was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm on that type time. He was like, I, I know some of the laws and rules, and this, that, and the third. So, like, that's that situation. <clears throat> I got another cousin that went a step further with it, and a few things happened to him or whatever. I, people wanna, people wanna do it, but people are scared. Yeah. Because it's almost like jumping. It seems like it's like jumping from the pan into the fire. Um. So, my second cousin I'm talking about, he basically has been followed. Like, he's using these laws and stuff, but it's bringing, like, kind of, like, extra heat down on them in a way. And people are seeing that, and other people are doing it, and people are seeing it. And people know that it's the right laws, rules, and regulations, but people are scared to do it because it's like a jumping from a pan into a fire-type situation. So all we got to do is somehow... I guess squelch that fire down. I, I guess you got to so push people back. Forward and then we'll see that you know everybody is on that type of like people are trying to gain their sovereignty from all this because we can't go nowhere. Else. Like the only where else we can go is the bottom. Like we like we there's nowhere else left for us to go but to try. So I think people will be with it. You know, it's the right amount of people. Like y'all said, I guess fifteen percent or something like that. Um, I guess people will have and to I'm stick thinking, their neck out there, and kind of be a guinea pig for it, not a guinea pig for it, but that's the only way. A I lot can of us are doing that. A lot of and these and these this, these corporations that 
They oh they they're not gonna give they haven't given in. They've been pushing, we've been pushing back too. And we've been getting some wins. So it's a fight. Right. Right. Uh, it's like, and like I'm all seeing that more and more young people. I'm seeing more and more young people getting on, catching on to it too. And Bev, I'm seeing the mothers when when they're when they're when their embryo, aka their children, are assaulted. They know who to bring that suit against now. It's all making sense to them, and so they put yes. them. They, that's right. They, come on now. They pull them bombs in them cities because they know they're gonna hold them accountable for now because they're getting back to understanding the language because you, you're just not going to just be destroying the bond, a.k.a. The, the, the bounty hunter does not have the right to destroy the bond. Now imagine if everyone started waking up to realize what their power is to how they are entitled because they still got us thinking as a fraction of a man. We ain't got to think like that anymore. Nah, because our sisters are even waking up. That was the whole thing. As long as we try to go hand in hand and not worried about that man trying to go ahead and be the principal of that thing, and that's what I be talking about my brother Robert X. We got to go with the sisters and make sure that we do this thing together. Because when they see us as a number, either they're going to take us all out or they're going to have to submit. And if they take us out, they know, take one of us, five of them got to go. Come on, they don't let them come out and put our foot in the soil. This is our land. They know it. Yeah. We can't fall, we can't fall for any more hocus pocus. It's over. The hoax is over. Let me add, um, who is this? Seven oh six two oh two. Seven oh six two oh two. You got your mute on. Okay. Yeah, all right. I had, uh, I had the phone. I had the phone in the other bed. Yes, I hear you. Your mic is open. Okay, because I had I had to put the phone on charge, and I was in another room with my headphones, and I. Okay. But anyway, this has been a great show, and 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 I'm listening, and and I'm really, you know, elated with the the the, the energy of change that I hear these men speaking. You know, and you speaking there, and the thing that I'm I'm looking at it is we're talking about something is the land and the 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 whole concept of an invader coming in and saying this is our land and this is what they claim to be. You didn't make this. You didn't make this planet. So how do you have the right to say that you own something that you didn't create? You are a, a or a a visitor because you only have a short time to be on this on this land and how you conduct your living because that's the basis of all economics is land either what you build on it what you get out of it what you grow from it is all the source of your economics which is the land then you got to have the labor or the, the skills to take and build and construct on that land. And this is where they're, they're challenging things. And I, I love what the brother said is that, you know, the government rents property. And this is something that we have to understand is that if I own and those black men that own the farms there in Tennessee, if they say an intimate domain says no, argue the intimate domain, 
we'll lease it to you for our family to be paid by your 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 corporation for a hundred years, and then we'll negotiate again in the next hundred years. Until then, our family will be paid by you using our land. Yeah. The ways in which we have to look at how we're going to do this, because if we lease that land and we still hold the deeds and title to it, because it's not ours, it's just put into our care. And the care is is that you compensate every generation of my people that were given stewardship of this land, and that way that family will have that generational wealth because they know that as long as you use that road to go to that plant to build that car, you have to pay me. And so we're looking at technology and looking at the part is, and I'm looking at technology and all the information that the computer gets is what they're, they're putting into it. And the thing is, is that you're creating a thing to give you service. You're making you an electronic slave because you know people are no longer going to fall into that slave category. So you've got to create the bots and the artificial intelligence to work to give you the satisfaction that you want. Oh, I want you. I want a pizza. So instead of you telling the the, uh, the the man to go get you a pizza, you just tell a machine to do what you used to tell a man to do. That's all they're doing. They're, they're creating a new slave system, and we're falling into it to thinking that. This is this is the greatest thing besides the sliced bread, which it is. It, it's another conducive and the most dangerous thing because the thing of the, the of of its use is the frequencies that is damaging the human being. In that in that EMF and and those frequencies that create to run that those things and for us to live in, it damages the human body and the brain. And we're constantly feeding into this and wondering why we're getting sick and why we're having all this, these, these things happen with our children. And, and this all is because we're damaging by creating something that is not natural. It's not divine. It is artificial. And these are the parts you're seeing. Yes, it can be good for some things. But we have to, to, to go back to what is the natural creation of what this planet was given to us for. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I hear this conversation, and, and I, I really saddened me that the brother, the young brother, you know, he's out here talking about his special and like that. Like, we got to learn what's going on now and what's about to happen. Worried about, I've been listening to that Morris Science stuff for 25 years. I saw a Taj Tariq Bay. You can look it up on YouTube. Get pulled out the, his car by his Jerry Curls by State Trooper talking that wrestling conveyance and all that, that Morris Science stuff that don't work. And none of them have proven it worked. In 25 years, I've been watching it. None of them, I see them right on 125th Street, ain't doing no better than nobody else with all that information. 
Uh, we didn't just lay down and let these people take our land. They be fought for the land. They beat us in a war. You want the land back, you pick up guns and you fight for it. They had a Geneva Convention in 1864. They labeled us non-enemy combatants, meaning that we are at war with them, but they're not fighting back anymore, so it'll be unfair for us just to go and keep beating them to death. You understand? So this is this is where we're at. And to sit back and talk about we're going to go and do this with land that we don't own anymore, and ain't nobody talking about picking up no arms and getting the land back. This is what women talk about. Men, men know they have to fight for land. You don't know what's going. You're not going through their system, and they're gonna give you back land that they took with arms. You got to take it back with arms, and no one talks that. Okay, so I don't get the point of it. It's, it's like, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you information some. about what's about to happen, and everybody wants to go back to the system before the system we're in now. Not get ready for the new system. Y'all want to go back to the commercialism system. Y'all want to go back to land and gold, and y'all want to have little house on the prairie town. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? No one I know is doing that. Even no dudes standing outside with the feds on their head. They ain't doing that. What they need to be learning is what's about to be happening. Stop preparing for the past and start preparing for the future. No one's going now, back to the know, land hugging trees. I know that people, some people have had success. I know a person that owns a whole block, more than one block of land. And he did it not with no guns. He did it with paperwork. So he didn't do it with the liver cold. That's their stuff. He did it with the meats and bounds. And, so and, and let me, and let me say one thing. Uh, Brother Thomas, let me ask you a question. If you turn off their devices, their TV, and their social media, what do you have? You don't have nothing but the land. So what do you mean go back to as if we're talking about going back to something of some old time that doesn't exist? No, the land is still the producer of of of, of wealth well, on the on the planet for for happen. every for everybody. It's not gonna it's you know? not gonna happen. I'm gonna have a phone. It's gonna be, I don't do social media, but it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. It's not a what but let's say, say, let's say what, it wasn't there, brother Thomas. Let's say it wasn't. Let's let's get away from that mindset that we remove these devices out of our hands and they're not there. What if what if I give you an example, Thomas? If we go into this system what if we mm-hmm. could win if we go into the system? Because the, the point of it is, is it's a future going on. People are preparing, mm-hmm. not just one group of people, all the people on the planet are playing this one game. We created the game. The game is built, built off of our labor. Their whole system of finances, the first people or commodities were us. Okay, mm-hmm. this whole system is built off us. Let's not compete to run rule the, rule the system. Let's not compete. Another generation not competing, and then we're just gonna go backwards. Let's get some land. Let's try to live together. Black people don't get along. Well, well I, think, I think I think that's where it's, 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 where you, you don't realize what competing is, brother Thomas. Is a, what is what, what is no, but no, brother Thomas. That that is how we that is how we compete. Wait, wait a minute, Tommy. Well, everything you're saying is a what if. What I'm talking about is what definitely happened. Not a what if. Can I give you? Can I give you an example? 
1859, a coronal mass ejection hits the United States. So I the telegramming system. 1987 or 89, New York and Canada got hit by a coronal mass ejection. There was a blackout for 10 days in, in New York. Do you remember that? There was no yes, election. It lasted, it, 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 that, it, lasted, it lasted yeah. for 10 days. 10 days. Okay, now, but what I'm sharing with you is they know right now they are watching with Soho and space weather is that they're learning the sun is coming into its solar maximum and there are corona, the aurora borealis magnetic field <laughs> has reached all the way down to New Mexico when it only used to stay up there in, in, in Alaska and up in the north. That's how much electrical change that has happened on this planet. And it's that coronal mass ejection, this is why they have executive orders to have generators and moving things underground because when that happens, it's going to knock out power on this planet. It's going to happen. It has happened. Those two examples show you what the sun can do with all our electrical genius. It will knock it out completely. And, and, and let, can, I, can I say something? Back to what you were saying, Brother Thomas, and that's a great that's a great point you just made, Brother. He's absolutely correct in terms of once all the, 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 the that grid is is taken down, then what? But what I was thinking about when you were talking about Brother Thomas, I agree with you because I I see what you're saying in terms of what we should be doing is understanding what technology is here on the planet and how we as a people can be preparing to take advantage of it and push it to its highest height. And I agree with you on that. But the only way that we're going to be able to properly compete and put our children in a position to compete is if we own the resources that rear them. If we continue to uh, be in urban cities and jungles where we don't own anything, they're going to these public schools that are not adequately performing, they're only being taught certain information. They're in a lot of ways, not they're being dumbed down. So for us to be able to compete like the Chinese, the, the East Indians, and be, we have to be able to take our, our group of people, implement our culture, our value system, and an education which is based off of that, and then we'll be able to compete on the world stage because we have natural geniuses within our genetic code. We already know that, but the no one best way to compete would be to go no to, to separate world. ourselves no and one control in the world that which we walk around on. But what no one in the world poorer than the people that own the resources. But no but one in the world poorer okay, than those look people. At Dubai, look at Dubai. Dubai had deserts. And they put solar panels to create the electrical current to run that city in which they built because the United States put electrical panels there and put that whole grid there. But but the whole thing is that they're using natural sun energy. We can do that. And well, we that's can the know plan. That's, that's what they're trying to. That's what they're implementing. You're not saying nothing different than what the green agenda is. They have a bunch of solar panels, but what and I'm, panels what everywhere I'm to create energy. But this going I'm back to nature. Is, wait a minute. This going back to nature isn't the, isn't it going to be the mass of black people. Okay, it's not going to happen. Sharing. 
if you go back, it, it, it's your it's you your dream, your soul, but it's not gonna. If happen. you put your soul, where you gonna put solar panels to run a city to to run a They're city? They're gonna put them in the you're going to put them on top of your house. You're going to put them on the desk. Okay, well, Brother Thomas, what's your, what's your, brother, what's your solution, Brother Thomas? What's your solution, solution Brother Thomas, to where you see that black folk ain't living? Learn. Okay, that, that changes the power structure. Learn. Let me ask you that. That changes the power structure, where these white folk can't run up and snatch your ass up. You tell me that. If you want to stop that from happening, you guys take up arms. Uh, you, you ain't gonna get away. You ain't gonna get away from the fight of the people that came in here and hostily took our land from us. In order to get it back from them, you gotta kick them all. So until that time comes, all this great talk to do everything but fight. You know this. This all gave up stuff. You know we gonna we gonna run over here and do this. And ain't no one talking about doing what needs to be done. And as a man, Tommy, you know, someone come take your corner. How are you going to get the corner back? You going to go and ask them for it? So someone came, you, you, you hustle and someone come take your corner. You got to go get the corner back from them. See, see, you, see, you, see, brother Thomas. You, you the not going to they get got, around that, bro. They got a so lot. They, they, they put, they put system, some, Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Let me just finish this. While we're in this system, okay, we've never been in a position where we had the same technology as them, except for right now. That's always been what they had over us. But it's that, always been the what they had over us. But what now we got the access is, to the same technology. We need to utilize this time to build. Right. Oh, just what you gave the example. That corner, because somebody took your corner and you're going to go fight against that person, it ain't even one of y'all's corners because you don't own nothing. If I selling my drugs on it and I'm making money, that's my corner, bro. I don't care about who owns it. <laughs> But you sell you you selling death to your people. So, I mean that's the example I do. That ain't what I do. I work every day. I gave an example of what same thing as a country. If you want, if you take a country by force, you got to take it back by force. Corn is the same thing. I just try to bring it to a. Something that everyone understood. I know we're overtime, Bev. But, but Love we, everybody, yeah, man. Love the dialogue. You leaving us? Oh, I, I thought it was overtime. Go ahead. But you know, we still we we doing the uh, we doing the Dr. Robert X overtime because we got oh, the okay. hands still raised on the phone. Uh, we still okay. Can, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Go I ahead. thank you, Cut. Yeah, we, we, I'm, I'm here. I'm like I said, I'm hearing what we need. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm hearing both. Ahead, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing. I'm hearing both. Twenty first century. No, what I was getting ready to say was, I'm hearing both. I'm hearing both sides, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know the way. This is just the way I'm looking at it. It's mm-hmm. not it's not saying anybody's wrong. But mm-hmm. I guess from the lens I'm looking at it, going back again, leaving leaving one state, going to another. You can say state of mind also. And it's just like kind of what I kinda of said earlier, the people down here with the with this government, this whole ESG thing, they're trying to push. The people down here are not going for it. 
And what I see happening, not say it could possibly happen, it could be another civil war. And I'm sure it's going to be some other states that are not going with the program. So now what the outcome of this so-called civil war is, I don't know. You know, this is just, like I said, this is just my take on it. Now, interesting you said that because it's a Deegis report that came out a few years back. And they showed the uh-huh. population of the United States in 2025, and it was only 51 million. And it showed the population of the other countries. They didn't change them there at all. So it wasn't from a war we had with nobody else. That had to be from a war that they predicted to happen with this. And like I said, the last there you time go. Right, system, right. The last time this system changed like this was the Civil War was fought to see who was going to control the market capitalism because the South did not want to go along with the market capitalist system that we have today. They were like, listen, we sell our cotton directly to England. We sell it directly to France. Why do we care about what y'all doing up there in y'all stupid-ass little markets? Okay? And the U.S. So cut right. them off. Right? right? So the U.S., because like, like I was trying to explain to Tommy the other day, someone like Haynes that you stupid idiot, you're selling cotton, a pound of cotton for 25 cents a pound, when I could take mm-hmm. that pound of cotton and make four four-round t-shirts and sell them for a dollar each. What the fuck are you doing, bro? You can make four dollars right. off that pound of cotton and you want to sell it for 25 cents? Then sell it all to me. You understand? Sell it all to me. So that's the mm-hmm. point that the, the system changed to the point where the money wasn't in the raw commodity anymore. The money was in what can be that commodity can be changed into that what can what you can make with you that just, commodity. You, mm-hmm. you just right. gave the definition of a carpetbagger. That's what carpetbaggers did when they came to the South. They bought up all the cotton because the cotton was cheap in order to take it up to the industry to make the, the thread factory for them to make yeah. the threads to make the garments. And that's how that, that was the whole thing of reconstruction. The carpet bag is with Jews, absolutely. And so were the scallywags. Yeah, and, and, Grant, so and Grant, yeah. Made, Grant made a law against the, the, the General Order Number 11 that they had to arrest all the Jews that were coming down here buying up cotton for their, 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 their garment factories up in New York. And they and they still run the whole garment industry to this day. You know, like yeah. Russell Simmons said, when he said, I had to go talk to these Syrian Jews to get fat farm and all that stuff because you can't get in there without them. You know, so... But that goes so back to Larry is, Fink. Larry Fink, is, Larry Fink is a Jew. Black Rock. I mean, that, there it is. So what the what the new carpet bagging is, is instead of buying mm-hmm. up all the commodities so you could sell them in your factory, now they're buying up all the corporations so they could dictate what they do. You understand? That's the and ESG. The cor- That's but the ESG. what you still got is, is they, they buy the corporations is buying up the resources because whoever controls your resources controls your world. Gil Scott Heron said that back in the 70s. Well, that's not, that's not, I don't agree with that, bro, because, you know, most of the resources is controlled by China. They don't want nothing here. They just no, making China, the stuff and they're going to be penalized for making it. You know, like they control China, all China the resources that Africa. make a cell phone. China is in Africa and Haiti. They are going into countries that have the resources so they can make the, the, the commodities 
that is going to keep them in, in their quest for world power. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So it's not about controlling resources anymore, man. It's all about controlling your public image. That's this whole meritocracy. That's this whole new system. It's not about what company makes the most money. It's about what company can show that they're doing all this good stuff for the environment. It doesn't so if, matter if that. They, if, if they cut off the resource of cobalt, cell phones you think is going to be still made? Oh, well, cobalt just makes your phone vibrate. That's all that does. I it's mean, you just have some non-vibrating phones. You know, but either way, all the cobalt supply in the world is ran by China. They run that whole industry. They make all the cell phones in the world. They they don't the United States don't own no cobalt mines or nothing like that. They don't but they still the number one market for cell phones. They still design the phone. They still without their technology that phone don't work with the cobalt or not. Without their intellectual but, property. But what what I'm still saying, what it takes to make that phone and make those pieces, it comes from things that's made out of nature, out of nature. I agree. Everything comes from nature. I agree with you, Carl. So that's your resource. And you you go back to nature naturally, yo. Everyone goes back to nature naturally, right? God set a date where we go back to nature. It's not in our life. In our life, we got to go live. You got to go compete. You can't go run to nature and sit back and wait to die. We're going to go to nature when we die. We got to compete. We can't go back and go live amongst a bunch of black people and trauma bond with each other. But that's what black people do when they get together. It's trauma bond. And we, they and we, can't, live in a white suprem- and we can't live in a white supremacist system forever, neither. I agree but with you, but no one's... The stuff to end white supremacy, no one's doing because we want 90% of black people you talk to will tell you it don't exist. Let me let me let this this person in on the table. Four oh four four man, five it's three. Me. 
former FBI director told me what he said. Nothing is private, y'all. Not even your thoughts and memories. Always remember that, man. Okay, y'all stuff is public and private. Nothing's private, man. Whatever y'all want to do, we do. We just go do it, man. And man up and do it. So ain't nothing private. Now, that private shit is out the garbage, man. But I'll let y'all keep on keeping on, man. I won't, I won't, I'm trying to put y'all yes, where sir. we have some free electricity, man. Okay, I got to test the real test the blueprints, man. Damn, let's do this. Sorry if I start cussing, Bill. No, I got an That's idea okay. for free electricity, man. Because the key to free electricity is harnessing it, right? Because we already know how to get the electricity from the sun through the solar panels. The, 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 the way you do the damn thing, I got the blueprint to harness it, man. You get a solar so the problem. The problem with that system is harnessing it, right? So you got to make the house bricks out of that. The, bit, the, the bricks got to be the battery that harness the electricity, man. That's the key to the whole thing, man. Uh, I'm yeah, telling you somebody's going to come up with that constant. Yeah, anything be a solar array, and then, but you got to have, get, get the power from the sun, then you go to a capacitor, okay, and then once you go, then you go to the ground, then you come back off to the capacitor, and why your damn house up, man? It's just easy, man. Well, you, you, you the electrician, it's easy for you. You're the electrician. Well, we need, I you need some young brothers with me. I'm an old dude now. I need, I, I'm the brains. I'm the brains. I need some young cats with me, man. Yo, you know what I'm saying, Are y'all man? talking about the CD-ROM? CD-ROM. The who? Y'all talking about the CD-ROM panels? Because I've seen something where you can get old CD-ROMs, and you drill a hole in it. Yeah, it don't matter. And yeah. you tie copper, yeah. copper around all of it, and then you... Um, you lay it out, and you uh, put the plastic uh, acrylic over it, and it works just like a solar panel. And you don't even have to put the um, plastic acrylic over it. As long as you got some old CD-ROM, drill holes in it in the top, connect them all with a copper wire, and get the conducer where you can, um, once you're done connecting them all at the end, you can uh, connect it to that transformer. And then connect that transformer piece to your electrical outlet. You got um, free energy. That's right. Right to the capacitor. You got to go to ground, then come back up to the capacitor, and then you hit the transformer. Then you go right out. But you're right, brother. No, hey, I got schematics, man. We can do this, bro. I'm trying to get y'all some brothers that do this thing instead of talking about it on damn blog talk. You know, it sounds like something we need to work on, man. If you got the schematics, you know what I'm saying? We got to. I bet I'm going to check them out, see if I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Because if I could get some. I definitely wouldn't be doing no free energy in no damn New York, man. They'd be done stole my idea and killed my black ass. You know, I'd be giving everybody (laughs) free energy in the building and stuff. But. Yeah. That's why I said that to all y'all, man. Case one of, I get bumped off, one of get bumped off, we all got it, bruh. That's how you do it, man. You said it shit. You don't sit there and hold on to it. That's when they bump your ass off, one by one. Out of wall. You said it shit. Boom, we got the ass, man. I want to spread this shit like peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Cool, man. All 
right. Well, we have uh, really talked at the round ta- at the mound table tonight. I enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed the different ideas. Great dialogue. Great dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to come up with some solutions here. And I appreciate everyone uh, for participating. And I'll be back. And thank you, Tuck Most. Thank, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, and I don't want people to think I'm, I'm arguing with them. I don't want people to think I'm arguing. I just I get passionate about my pushback. Hey, I know you and that Tommy do, man. Y'all be at it on the damn, uh, on the damn thread. You and that Tommy guy. I, I thought Tommy oh, yeah. was the bot, man. I ain't no oh, no, I thought he was a bot. No, oh, and, um, sure. check out Tommy's, check out Brother Tommy's YouTube, Melanated Roots. He's been dropping a, a couple of videos every week. They've been good. You know what I'm saying? So okay. please go check uh, that out, Melanated Roots on YouTube. Yeah, I thought he was a jackpot GPT or something, man. You, I can see you talking that. Everybody go subscribe to his channel. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm going to go check it out. That's the guy that was we were mm-hmm. talking to, Tommy, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. He, did a, he did a video on ESG. He did uh, a great video on ESG. The great video on um uh, on on um, but he just did a great video today on um uh shucks, man. You know, he stay in the past. So I had to call him like, man, you start with one of these old Negroes, man. So, so yeah, he was on the Fourteenth Amendment stuff, and he loves his Kimmy stuff too. So you know, I don't get into the Kimmy okay. stuff, but you know. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But y'all have a great evening. Right. I got my wife looking at me like, are you still on the phone? Okay. You know All what right. I'm saying? Okay. All right. We'll let All you right, go. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Y'all leaving. Thank you, everyone. Too, I see Sister Bev. Better love. That's the last one. I'm the last one. I appreciate that. Love you. Okay. Everybody love, love y'all. Everyone. Peace, man. Okay. Hey, thank y'all. Thanks, family. Peace. All right. Better love.
Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. Wait to get this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bougie, I'm like, it's fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for 999. I turn a two to a four, four to an eight. I turn my life into a nice first week release date. Mm. Y'all here still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, uh. Y'all on the gram holding money to your ear. There's a disconnect, we don't pull that money over here, yeah. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.